Welcome to Fixie's Playground, or for today's episode, Fantasy Ambush on Fixie's Playground. That's right, folks. Um, unfortunately, last year, we really couldn't keep up with Fantasy Ambush due to scheduling conflicts and just being tired, to be honest with you. Um, so what I decided to do this year was have football episodes on Fixie's Playground now. Um, that way we don't necessarily have to do it every week, but every once in a while we can have an update, have some fantasy stuff, you know, keep up with the NFL season. Have a lot of fun like that. So, see, today is September 3rd. September 3rd. We are in September, folks. So, yay, we are one week away. Well, less than a week away from NFL starting. So, we have a Thursday night game, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Versus the Jaguars. Is it the Jaguars? Is the Colts? I can't hear you. Oh, Detroit. Yeah, Detroit. There we go. Yeah, your mic's your mic's kind of muffled. I, I don't know. I, I don't know why. Um. So yeah. So, I am highly excited about that, and obviously, uh, my guest on here today, Mr. Paul Crow, if you can't already hear him, and then uh, Simon hey. will be joining us shortly. Welcome, Paul. Welcome. Welcome. Um, so, yeah, Thursday night's game. Be... Oh, I'm trying to find it on the app. There we go. Lions Chiefs in Kansas City. Is it in Kansas City? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So uh that should be interesting. Um Casey is favored by six and a half points. So as of right now, yeah, that's kind of kind of a big one. But um I mean I don't think the Lions are going to be terrible. I just don't think they'll be able to keep up offensively with with the Chiefs, right? If I had to guess, it's Week One, mm-hmm. so who really knows? But yeah, um, um I got the Lions beating Kansas kind of City. Um, I, they had you know, three. Well, it was. Two first round picks and two or second round picks. So they had a bunch of talent on defense and they signed some big free agents. And I think that they're going to be going. And I don't, you know, again, it's Patrick Mahomes and it's Kelsey. So we'll see. But like the receiving core is really young and inexperienced and unknown. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see how it all, I think that the Chiefs might. Take a few weeks to put it all together. Yeah, but but also, I mean, playing that Arrowhead. Yeah. They're <laughs> playing that Arrowhead. We still have Travis Kelsey. Yeah. It'll be Sky Moore's second year. Maybe he might do something. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost uh, Juju. Lost. Juju Juju's a Patriot now, so. And also, um, a big loss is uh, Chris Jones is still not going to be playing until 
he gets extended. So that's big. That's yeah, a that's big, a big loss. That's a big loss right there. Yeah. Um, but I'm gonna watch the game regardless. I, I don't know. Um, I think I did like a. I think I did like a fantasy lineup. I want to say mm-hmm. I did a fantasy lineup for it. Um, I think I did a captain. I think I did a captain's match, if mm-hmm. I remember correctly. Um, I'll have to look to really see uh, on DraftKings. Um, who did I pick as my captain? It might have been. It might have been golf. Oh, maybe. Oh, maybe. Let me let me look. I'm gonna look and tell you. Uh, let's see. Thursday night showdown. Yep, it's golf. So on the captain's mode showdown that I picked, you you pick a captain, you pay double their their cost, but they give you one and a half times their fantasy production, right? So if they score ten points, they actually score like fifteen points, right? So that's how the captains work. You have to build a roster of six players with a fifty thousand dollar like salary essentially right so i picked jared golf because his cost wasn't a lot like right now i, I paid like his total cost for me is fourteen thousand one hundred dollars out of my fifty thousand dollar budget um in hindsight my next player i picked was travis kelsey his regular cost is 12k right so it just kind of shows you where the differences are um Golf's yeah. a good quarterback, man. He he did really well last year. Um, yeah. He does not have, like, a ton of great weapons right now because Jamison Williams is out with suspension. Um, you know, I mean, Amon Ra, which I, I think he's going to be great this year, which is also my third player I picked for this six-player six team. Um, I think he'll do great, but, um, you know, the hopes is Jameer Gibbs is great, but we don't really know that because he is a rookie. And we'll see what the run game produces. Um, and then you have what uh, Laporta, the, the tight end. He's also a rookie, so who knows? Um, so, but so golf, Kelsey Brown, Amon Rob Brown. I went ahead and I flexed out uh, Sky Moore and Jarek McKinnon. Right, um, McKinnon. I'm not so sure about, but the value's there if he plays. He's really good at receiving the ball. Last year, he helped me win a league as my RB2 oh. because he was pushing up like 15 to 20 points a game, right? Once um Pacheco went down or once he was hurt, yeah. you know? Um, and then the last one, I didn't have a whole lot of cap space left, so I just went with Josh Reynolds. Um, yeah. You know, he's uh, he's a Detroit wide receiver. I was like, who knows? Yeah. They have a bunch of – like, they have a bunch of spots to fill. He might play. Maybe he gets yeah. a lucky touchdown, right? Possibly. So – um, not a bad lineup. Um, it's a week one lineup, you know. Um, yeah. Last time I did something like this, I won a bunch of money, so you never know. But yeah. um, so just just for for shits and giggles, I'll I'll be watching that game mostly just because it's the first NFL game, and yeah. <laughs> and you know we're we're all excited here. I'm gonna get with mm-hmm. my people tomorrow to see what we're doing for the first Saints game. Well, some of them are gonna be at the game, but try to do something. And then uh, fancy footballs mm-hmm. upon us. Obviously, I finished my last draft last night, so I am done with all the drafting. I got all my teams. I got five teams this year. So I have eleven teams. Ooh. 
and Woo! you and <laughs> and you and me, I think, are about three or four. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> you're, yeah, because you're in the party early league with me. You're in the vampire league. You're in the the uh, Justin Terrell's keeper dynasty league, right? That's three, and then we're also in that startup dynasty, right? The t- the ten man startup Matthew started, so that's four. So we're in the so take four out of five of my leagues were together, right? The only one you're not in is my uh, is my AW five K league, which that's my longest standing league, and also the one that I uh, I did a repeat win last year. He's that's the one that uh, Jarek McKinn helped me win. So uh, I'm I'm trying to go for the hat trick this year. We'll see what what happens. So that's the draft I had last night. So I got a uh, I got. I won't say I got suckered into, but like I ended up drafting Bijan as my number one at the one point eight. And I like I think out of everybody, I'm like not the highest on Bijan. Like I'm not the lowest, but I didn't really want him. But it's just the way the draft fell. So like Patrick Mahomes got drafted number one overall, which I thought was a mistake. But you can't really argue against the fact that he'll probably be like the number one scorer, right? So, yeah. uh, but then between the first pick and my pick at eight, Tyreek Hill got drafted, Travis Kelsey got drafted. So, like, a bunch of running backs just got pushed down, is what ended up happening. Mm-hmm. Justin Jefferson got drafted, Jamar Chase got drafted, you know. So, I was like, so I'm at eight, and I was hoping to try to get Kelsey or get um, Mahomes at eight, but being that they got drafted early, um, I was like, well, now I don't know what to do. I was like, I could get Barkley or I could get Chubb. Um, but like, I feel like Bajan's ceiling is just higher than both of theirs, you know? So I was like, fuck. So I was like, well, I guess I'm gonna pull the trigger. And I did. My team turned that all right, though. So I can't complain. So. I'm kind of confused on what's going on there with like, him being the third back on the depth chart. Like, are the Falcons trying to hide him? Or do, do you actually have like, a bad camp? You know, like, I'm not sure what the deal I mean, In prison, he looked great. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't really feel like it matters because yeah. he could be third on the depth chart and still be the starter in the game, you know, like, I don't know what they're doing there either. Like, I don't feel like Tyler, Tyler Algier has like a ton on him. He only has one year on him really, which he did all right last year. But, um, you know, I, I expect them to split the backfield some, but I expect Bajan to get the majority of the workload because he's can be in every down back. So um, we'll see. We'll see what happens week one, you know. Hopefully he doesn't dud on me. My big, like, sleeper pick this year, in every league I have went with the Saints defense. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm really high on them in mm-hmm. terms and also in the division, you know, six games against young, mediocre offenses. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. that the Saints defense can – and I actually had the Saints being the number one seed this year in the NFC because mm-hmm. I think that they will eat, you know, while the Eagles and Niners have to fight, you know, with some top teams in the division. Yeah. But the Saints 
and really, you know, add on the wins. And I mean, I love the Derek Carr um, thing, and and so far, Michael Thomas looks healthy and yeah, if, yeah. So if he can play, you know, yeah, I, I I watched Michael Thomas catch like you know run the routes, catch the passes, and honestly, I mean, he looks the same. He looks he looks as good as he was three years ago. Uh, maybe a little bit slower, but yeah. the routes the routes are still crisp and perfect. The hands are still perfect. So, and, and here's the thing: like Michael Thomas doesn't have to necessarily be the wide receiver one. We got Olave, right? Let let Olave be the 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 headline guy. Let Michael Thomas be the secondary, and let defenses pick who they really want to go against. Right. Um, also, uh, yeah, like I love like Derek Carr trans- is going to transform our offense this year. Right. Last year, but I, I, me and Simon were talking about this before we started recording. Um, you know, like I don't hate Winston, but I'm kind of done with the Winston experiment. You know, his his. He's not consistent. And his ceiling is low and his floor is low. So, like, I just I don't like it. Um you know, I watched him not run for two yards on a third and two when he had 15 year, 15 yards of open space in front of him because it ended throw into triple coverage, throw into just triple coverage to try to try to force the first down 15 yards down the field. And I'm, I just I'm tired of it. Right. Um, defenses did not respect our pass game last year and it affected our run game. Everything. Our office was just a dud last year. Was, there's nothing, you know, um, granted, we did have some major injuries, but that's besides the point. Like it, it still could have been better. So Derek Carr, veteran presence, like might not be an elite quarterback. Um, he's a solid quarterback, but what I like about him is, is he is not afraid to throw down the field. He knows how to go through his progressions. He's willing to run the ball if he has to run it. Um, and he's gonna have Chris Olave and he's gonna have Mike Thomas, and then Alvin Kamara is gonna come back week four. But uh Jamal Williams is gonna be a good running back for us for the first three weeks, right? If you need if you want if you want a, a strong start at at RB two for the next three weeks, go get you Jamal Williams. I think he's going to be pretty good, right? Um, and then once Kamara comes back, they'll probably split the workload some. But so funny, I've been in a bunch of leagues. I've been getting a Kamara in like round like eleven and twelve because. Yep. Every scared thing. I'm like, I'll go take him. <laughs> so yeah. in my in my in my league last night, where we have four or five Saints fans in it, I want to say Kamara went in like the seventh or eighth round. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where I'm at. Uh once you hit the the RB dead zone and like you start yeah. filling up, let's say your bench spots or your flex spot, most people even in my other drafts, honestly, most people have been grabbing Kamara there um, mm. in redraft leagues. And I think that's kind of where you want him. Um, yeah. One thing I did notice about him in preseason, he looks he looks very shifty again, right? Like yeah. one of his greatest features was his ability to just be agile and move fast. And, and like he looks like that again, right, where he yeah. didn't look like that last year or the year before. Um, so as long as he stays healthy, I think – I think he'll be a really good back. The, the real question is whether or not they throw to him, and that's kind of where we need yeah. to where we need to see it. And I, and I know Derek Derek's not afraid to check down, right? Winston's garbage. Winston is garbage at checking down to a running back. Um, Derek can right. E- even Josh Jacobs had like you know 
30 catches last year or something like that. So uh, if we could put Kamara at like 50 catches, I think he'll be fine, right? It, well, honestly, yeah. if Kamara gets 50 catches this year, I, I think he's a, a strong RB2 at the very least, right? Um, anyway, but I think my sleeper Saints player this year is going to be Jawan Johnson. Um, I was telling Simon that like, last year he had some really good moments with some terrible quarterback play. Uh, and a lot of injuries. So, um, but I mean, Derek Carr, obviously Darren Waller, like all you have to do is be like, Derek Carr likes to throw to his tight ends if you trust him. And watching Derek Carr throw to Jawan Johnson in the first preseason game, like the amount of targets he gave him and he, him looking for him, I think Jawan Johnson has top five tight end potential in fantasy. So, um, and you can get Jawan Johnson in like the 10th round or 11th round or later. You know, so um, if I have a even if I have a good tight end, I've been I've been if I'm not drafting Jawan Johnson because I couldn't get a good tight end. Um, I'm still getting him as like a backup tight end. All right. And and I think he's going to sneak up on people and be good. So um, but I think that Saints offense is going to be a juggernaut this year. And if you couple that with that Saints defense that has been good the entire time for the last three or four years, um, I think they're going to go far, right? Now, once they get to the playoffs, we'll see. There's some tough teams, Eagles, 49ers. Look, the, the, the NFC has some good teams. They might not be as strong as some of those AFC teams are, but uh, the Saints might be one of the most complete teams by the time that they hit the playoffs, and that might be saying something, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, the injury bug has just been screwing us for the last three years, so I hope that yeah. stays away. Right, that's that's where my worries and concerns are. So, um, but we'll see. We'll see. You know, uh, I'm excited. You know, as the meme says, I'm I'm ready to get my heart broken again. So, <laughs> by my team, you know, which I guess we'll let that until Simon gets here. Uh, we'll let that segue us to uh, the 49ers. What's up, bro? How you feeling? So, so I, I do. I wanted to talk about this, and I, Simon's not here, but you're here, so we're we're going to talk about it. So we finished the season last year. You know, Brock Purdy had his injury, but we knew he was coming back, right? We're like, oh, okay, you got you got Brock Purdy. Uh, at the time, y'all y'all still had Jimmy Garoppolo, right? And then y'all still had Trey Lance. And I'm like, all right, you got this team who has three, you know, technically startable quarterbacks. What the fuck is going to happen? You know, I, I do not want to be in that QB room in, in the preseason. Well, the 49ers said, well, you know what, Jimmy? You can go ahead and you can be a Raider, right? Which, hey, thank you, because that allowed Derek Carter. Well, we we knew what last two seasons, last two games of the season last year, like Derek Carr already knew that they weren't re-upping his contract, right? That was actually a stink last year, I want to say. Like, that was a big stink. Um they the four the Raiders franchise handled that poorly, not franchise uh, you know, management. The Raiders management handled yeah. their card poorly. Um, yeah. That being said, so Jimmy Garoppolo becomes a Raider, right? And I, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think he's gonna be very good. I'm sorry, I've never been high on the Jimmy Garoppolo train. I think he's a startable quarterback. I think he has issues with throwing the deep ball and accuracy. Um, and he also has injury problems. So, you know, of the three quarterbacks that y'all had, I felt like he was the one I would get rid of, right? Yeah. Uh, because of the upside of Trey Lance. And then Brock Purdy just 
look, man, he looked amazing. You know, the last six, seven games of the season, he didn't lose a game, right? He didn't lose a game for like six games of regular season and then into the postseason until he lost. And he lost because he got hurt and he couldn't throw the ball. So, you know, which, man, shame on the 49ers for, for not having a good backup quarterback for that playoff game. Sorry, but you know, fuck y'all, because y'all y'all should have. I don't know what the organization was thinking going into that game with two quarterbacks, and one of them being that's, not good. That's been talked about, and I can kind of explain what they were thinking was that they were thinking that Garoppolo would be back to be a backup, uh-huh. and and so how it works is like you can't. Bring a guy into the playoff roster who doesn't know the system. So it's like they weren't able to find like any, you know, random name. And Josh Johnson has been on the Niners like for the past seven years. And yeah. so that was, and then so the, they thought, okay, Purdy, hopefully he doesn't get hurt. And then Garoppolo will be back by the end of the title game. And then like the week leading up to it, there's still some talk about it. Like Garoppolo says that he wanted to come back and that he, you know, was super trying and it didn't happen. But then the after the game, Shanahan was asked about Garoppolo. He seemed like angry. He's like, I don't want to talk about him anymore. You know, he's done with him. So it looked like Kyle was mad. He thought that Jimmy kind of threw them over. You mm-hmm. know, and it was since They've been taking shots at each other. Like just recently, uh, you know, Garoppolo talked about the quarterback situation. He said that it's really messy, you know. And then Shanahan responded just a few years ago saying, you know, we made him the highest paid quarterback. And then he only played two out of the next five years. He's of injuries. And so there's always been, there's, I mean, they were never friends, first of all. Like, that was a, yeah. a hot relationship. And now they're taking shots kind of back and forth. Yeah, man, I, I don't – you know, I, I can't honestly sit here and say Kyle Shanahan is not a good coach, but, like, he feuds with the players more than I think a coach should, right? Like, with Garoppolo, but, but like, more more on, like, like him and Brandon Ayuk, right? Like – you got in his doghouse early and he basically like let him play, but like benched him for a year almost, right? Not quite yeah. benched because he was on the field, but he was also like, I'm not giving you any plays, right? Mm-hmm. And then come to find out, mm-hmm. here we are. Like last year, Ayuk starts breaking out, and it's like the talent mm-hmm. was always there. We all knew the talent was there, right? And then like Debo was there, so it's like, oh, they finally started giving Ayuk some work. That kind of took away from Debo, which he had a down year last year. And he took ownership of that, which I'll I'll give Debo some props for that. Uh, he said it. Debo said I was you know I wasn't I wasn't 100 last year. My head wasn't in. He's like I was kind of being lazy. Yada yada yada. Right. Um, but like, I guess my point is is like I think Shanahan needs to chill out with the, with the, with the player shit, right? Like, because that's the kind of stuff that could turn a locker room against you. And once the locker room turns against you, you might as well be gone. Mm-hmm. There's no salvaging. Like, you're not going to have a – like, it don't matter how good your team is. Like, you're not going to win games because of that shit. And I would say my opinion is, is it possible that 
Ayuk is such a dog now because Kyle put him through the ringer. You know, uh-huh. it's like I think that Kyle is an asshole to the people that he actually believes in more. Like he expects more uh-huh. than he does. He doesn't like baby them. He like rides them harder, you know, and and like you know, seems because that whole thing that was kind of talked about was Kyle was mad that so Ayuk's first year was the COVID year where there was no practices. And yeah. so he kind of came in and he played well. And then the next year, when they had practices again, from Kyle's standpoint, Ayuk was kind of acting like he was already a main man and wasn't mm-hmm. taking practice, practice as serious. Gotcha. And so, and so Kyle kind of put him in the doghouse. And, you know, and that's just the thing about Kyle. And it's funny, he's looked at like this young cool coach but he's actually very like um he has like an old school mentality yeah i was i was coming a lot of a coach like like nowadays but i guess belichick kind of thing where it's like yeah, yeah like he's he just hard on people um and uh, but when you talk about the whole correct situation um if if we would have talked the night of the last trade, I would have been uh-huh. like angry and shitting on Kyle. And since then, though, I've kind of had time to reassess it. And I do want to stand some things. I'd say so. First of all, Purdy is the guy. Like he he showed what he had to show last year. Like if mm-hmm. if he's healthy and if if he plays as good as last year. I think that the Niners can win a Super Bowl. So yeah. you know, yeah, like his his injury his injury was like a freak accident. It wasn't, yeah. you know, like that's that's like a one in a million kind of thing that happened, right? Yeah, I I don't expect that to happen again. I don't like I don't think he's injury prone or nothing like that, right? So like for a no name quarterback, right? I didn't know Brock Purdy until he was four games deep winning, right, with the Forty ers and like he showed clutchness, he showed good decision making, he showed good awareness. Um, he showed all these things that you want out of a young quarterback, right? Um, and he was just a, su- a surprise, he was a surprise. Um, the biggest thing that I love about him is his, how he didn't spend plays, it's been so long since he has to that. Like, you know, being, being honest, that's a perfect mix of. Garoppolo and Lance, where he's still the accurate, smart quarterback, but now he can run around and, yep. you know, and then just like slip him. He just makes some crazy, like, yeah. Plays and, and, like, okay. and, and when you have, and like to, to extend on that, the extending plays, like when you have CMC on the field, Debo Samuel on the field, Brendan Ayuk on the field, George Kittle on the field, if you can make a play last a couple seconds longer, one of those cats are going to get open. Yeah. Right? Right? I'm just saying. Like, that's that's a huge thing to have. Because the 49ers have endless talent as far as, why, like, weapons are concerned. You know, like, that's probably one of the best offensive weapons groupings in the league. If you're asking me. Right? I'm the one that will say that easily. Um, and then y'all have a strong-ass fucking defense, too, obviously. Um, you know, the 49ers are an extremely complete team. Uh, the only thing y'all been missing the last few years is a good quarterback, to be honest, mm-hmm. right? That's why y'all paid so much for fucking trailings. Um yeah. So, 
my my view on the Trey Lance thing, I, I kind of agreed with everything you said with Brock Purdy. I was like, man, you know, Lance got hurt. He kind of struggled when we saw him play. Um, but I was shocked when when the trade came down, right? I was like, what the fuck? And after thinking about it and seeing a lot of pissed off 49ers people, seeing some people trying to politicize it and, oh, well, oh. you know, uh, so-and-so would have had more of a chance. I'm like, no, look, the, what I came down to is, is a simple but what I feel is correct way of looking at it is the 49ers paid a lot for him, and I do not think they would have traded him or cut him if they didn't look at him and say he's not the guy, mm. right? I'm just I'm just being honest. If 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 there was a situation where they thought that that Trey Lance is could be that guy one day, they would have kept him. They would have kept mm -hmm. him, no question about it, right? Because the team doesn't give up all those first round picks and then and then get rid of a guy so so quickly afterwards. You know what I'm saying? If they don't have it in their mind, they're saying, hey, he's he's not the guy. He is not the guy. Mm -hmm. It sucks, but we need to cut our losses now and focus on Purdy because we have him. And you know what? Fuck it if we have – who's the backup? Is it Baker? Baker Mayfield? Sammy. Who? Sam. Oh, Sammy. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sam Darnold, my bad. I yeah, sometimes yeah. with your reverberation on your mic, I can't understand you sometimes. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, um, so let me kind of walk you through the timeline here. So, here's what happened. So the Niners were very close to trading for Deshaun Watson mm -hmm. before everything happened with the you know all that. They were like, it, it was a done deal. He was mm -hmm. about to be in that. And everything came out of like, we don't want any part of that. So they mm -hmm. then pivoted. They traded up. And the mistake that, that they made was, you don't ever trade it for a pick. You trade it for a player. Mm -hmm. You should know who you want. And mm -hmm. they've already admitted, well, we like Lance. We like Mike Jones. We, we like Fields. So we like all those guys. So we're just gonna pick whoever we like. But I don't like that. You have to have a guy. For, and then even even so, they were so unsure that the night before the draft, it was reported that the Niners had called the Packers about Aaron Rodgers and had offered that second overall pick Damn. for Rodgers. Yeah. So then that falls through, and they take Lance. And then so the final is okay. Sit Lance. He's raw. One year for Garoppolo, and then Lance goes. And then that worked out, and then Lance, second week of the year, that's his ankle. You know, okay, mm -hmm. well, I guess we'll ride with Garoppolo for this year again and go with Lance next year. Then all of a sudden, a Mr. Irrelevant showed up, Brock Purdy, and I think he changed everything. Where it was like, wait, hold on. Now we don't have to develop a guy we, we can have a guy on a rookie contract and we, we can still win now. You know, that's, that's what Purdy brings that last. Yeah, what you're saying is, 
I think that if Purdy never comes, and I think I think that the Niners would still believe in Lance, and I actually think that, that they still do think that Lance could be good in like two, three years. Uh-huh. The timeline doesn't match up like the the Niners can't. And then so basically what happened was I think that they wanted to keep him. Colin said so, but Lance had talked to him and said, you know, like after you announced that Donald was the second string quarterback, like I just think that I want like a fresh start, you know. And 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 I don't blame Lance because Lance has been nothing but like a good player, or yes, sir, like never complain nothing. And yeah. To answer, this is the biggest issue. A bunch of people are saying, oh, you chose Donald over Lance. Like, because Lance clearly outplayed Donald in camp and in preseason game. But I think that what Niner fans can't think is like, it's not about who's better. It's about what happens if pretty good hurt. What quarterback could, you know, what's a backup quarterback job? Like, Donald. Mm-hmm can make sure that the game does not go bad fast. Yeah. Lance, I think I, I, I think Lance could come in and throw three touchdowns or throw three interceptions. Like, you yep. know, he's, he's just – but with Donald, he will calm everything down. You know, like, okay, I'm not, I'm, I'm not going to be able to win this game, but I'm not going to lose it. I'll make sure that our defense can, you know, give a chance. Yeah. You know, and so I think – yeah, and I, I, I think that's kind of how they were thinking. And then they got, I mean, honestly, I was shocked that we got a fourth round pick. Like, I thought his value yeah. was like this. Yeah. <laughs> but Dallas yeah. came in with like, and, you know, I still hope, collect like, well, that's the that's the big key. The Lance is such like a good dude, but he's a good Christian kid, like, he just, like, is so positive and nice and respectful. And the, and the like, what, what bugs me is like, you know, you see some people like, popping down and like, you know, putting on him. And I just think like the biggest mistake was the three for something. Like that's, that's the thing that the Niners can't get around. Like, I don't even care about the, the process. Like, I think they did well. But like, you know, with the whole thing, let him sit for one year. And start the next year, and then he snaps his ankle. Brock comes, like, you know, doesn't happen. But how do you trade three first round picks for a guy that had his senior year canceled because of COVID? And so he only had one year, still to this day, he only has 400 career passing attempts. Yeah. When, when the, they show that, um, that for that who that drafted from UCLA um, DCR, he has thirteen hundred passing attempts, and they were in the same high school recruiting class. And so that's yeah. Lance is just so inexperienced. I still think that Lance has like crazy potential or super arm, mobile. I think that a big part of it was, I think. They misevaluated how much of an athlete Lance was. I, I think he's more of a of a Pat Mahomes type of like athlete than like a Lamar Jackson. Like coming into the league, they were saying that Lance would be like a dual threat runner Lamar type, but he's not 
he ran like a four eight. So like he's not that guy. Yeah. Um but yeah, so I mean uh, all in all, like I said uh, if for me what makes it like why I'm not mad is if Lance wanted out and wanted to I mean, it's just funny that he went from being a third string attack to a third string in Dallas. I, mean, I, don't, I don't, and and also look, let's be honest, I don't love Dak, but Dak is a more solidified quarterback than Brock Purdy. Yeah, so, like I think if Lance would have been patient, he might because I have a lot of questions about Brock coming off his injury. You know, we, we have to start out playing the Steelers and we're at Pittsburgh. You know, I don't like that matchup for Brock. <laughs> and, you know, so I have a lot of questions about how Brock's going to be. And so I feel like Lance had an opportunity here in Dallas. Like, Dak is a for sure top 11, 12 guy. So I don't understand, like, but he seems happy. And so, and uh, I think everything. Like, again, like the the only negative is the miss is the three first round picks. Like you want to see that the Niners have some holes this year that they, they don't have, like on the O line, the defensive tackle, you know, the backup, the depth is like an issue, and that's what happens when you trade three first round picks. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, and then I mean, it kind of stings when you look at what those three first round picks became. You know, Michael Parsons, fucking Jalen Waddle. Right. Uh, I think the Broncos used one of the picks they traded to get uh, to send Bradley Chubb somewhere like it's man, those those picks turned into some amazing players. Unfortunately, not all of them were drafted. You know, some of them were used in trades, but just that's rough, man. Now, look, I, I, I wish Trey Lance the best. I just think, you know, the 49ers were definitely done with them. Um, his best opportunity might be with the Cowboys, you know, sit behind a veteran quarterback like Dak, learn. You have time to develop. You don't have to be pressured into being something that you aren't yet. Um, and, I mean, you know, Cowboys fans could piss and moan all they want about Dak Prescott. The guy is an extremely efficient quarterback. He might not be elite. He might not have that clutch gene. But he yeah. is a really good quarterback. And any team would be happy to have Dak under, you know, not having an elite talent. Like, you know what I'm saying? So uh, the best thing he could do is just sit there and learn and try to become better. And increase his value, right? Because I mean, that could get hurt again. So, anyway, I basically, like, I just want to finish. I basically, I'm done with that, and I'm, I'm, I'm gonna worry about the Bosa extension. I want that to get done because without Bosa, we're yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You you don't let Bo, Bosa walk away. You don't let him yeah. do that. So he, I mean, look, he's more than welcome to come to the Saints, but like you know. Uh, look, man. I, yeah, I love my boy Cam Jordan, but he's like thirty-four years old. So just you know, uh, <laughs> we need some more pressure. Uh, but anyway, all right. So we we touched on the Saints a little bit. We just got done touching on the Forty Niners. Uh, let's go ahead and welcome Simon back to the party. What's up, Simon? What's up, guys? It's Big Daddy How's... Bro. Nice to see you, man. Yes. Yes. How's it going? All right. Good. I, I, I'll be honest. I didn't hear a damn word he said, but I'm assuming he said something nice about me because it's impossible oh, to be mean about me. So, yeah. but uh, yeah, uh, the Bills. Uh, yes, let's talk about the Bills. Yeah, let's talk about them Bills. Uh, 
I remember like when I was growing up and we were like six and ten every year. There's like no stress because I was like, yeah, we're going to be like mediocre, but at least it's going to be fun. The past three years, man, it's been the, by far the most nerve-wracking experience of my fucking life. So like this year, it's the worst of it, man. Because like this year is like, okay, this the this conference is loaded as ever. There's a new team. There's new teams emerging right now with the Chargers and the Browns. Then we still have to get past the Bengals and the Chiefs. So my thing with the Bills is we have the talent to go all the way. We have the talent to play mistake free football. It's just we have the the, the, the discipline. Excuse me, not the talent to play this uh, mistake free football. It's just the problem is, and I love the guy to death. I would get a tattoo of him on my shoulder if I could, if I had the money. I love Josh Allen the death, man. Uh-huh. He drives me up the fucking wall. <laughs> I want to uh-huh. shake him sometimes and just say, buddy, chillax. Uh-huh. If he can do that, I have no doubt he can get a Super Bowl or two for this franchise. I, have, I believe that full-heartedly. It's just a matter of him calming the fuck down. And I think that, and like, getting a guy like Kincaid in the first round helps helps a guy like him calm the fuck down. Getting Osiris Torrance in the second round helps him calm the fuck down. Because I know, like, he's always going to have that, like, itch of doing something idiotic and stupid, like jumping over a linebacker. Like, that's inevitable. That's going to happen. But mm-hmm. getting more guys around getting more guys around him is only going to try and hopefully calm him down a little bit so, like, he does that shit less often. And I'm not saying, like, he hasn't had help. Because, my God, I mean, Savon Dix is a top three receiver. Gabe Davis, when he's on, he's on. Uh, yeah. And Dawson Knox, when he's on, he's on. So it's not like he hasn't had help. It's just, like, having guys around him like Kincaid. And I'm a big fan of James Cook. I'm excited to see what he does this year. I think that's going to help him out a lot. It's just my, I have, that's my question. And also my question is the secondary. Because I love Jordan Poyer. I love Micah Hyde. I, I believe they're going to be great this year. But it, but it begs the question, though. Like, they're getting a little bit older. So, like, when are we going to see that regression, you know? So, so yeah. like, even if even if they do ball out, which they probably will because they're fantastic. They're the best safety duo in the league, in my unbiased opinion. And that is unbiased. I think they're the best duo in the league. Besides them, Trey White's amazing. But behind him, man, there's just so many question marks. You got Kyer Elam, who is a talented son of a bitch. She is a very talented kid. It's just he's very, very, very uh, grabby, grab-happy. And when he's not grab-happy, it seems like he's getting burned still. So he needs to work on that. Taron mm-hmm. Johnson is a fantastic slot corner. He's one of my favorite players. But that's exactly who he is. He's a slot corner. So I don't know if I think... I don't know if like I can count on him to be the number two corner that we need. Uh, Benford, the rookie from last year, he was okay, but he was hurt last year, so I don't know about him. You have Dane Jackson, who yeah, I think he's going to be the number two when it's all said and done. Um, but I don't, he's been inconsistent at times. So my my biggest concern with the Bills is Josh Allen in the secondary, but and, and the middle linebacker because obviously Jermaine Evans left and he was a big part of the defense, but. If if we can somehow get and and I think those are the three big ifs: Josh Allen in the secondary and the middle linebacker spot. If we can somehow 
like try and uh, get over that those humps, man. I think we can be a very dangerous team, and I think it's a it's a fact that we could be a dangerous team. It just it just no more bullshit excuses, no more this, no more that. Let's get it fucking done, man. We know Patrick Mahomes is good. We know Joe Burrow is good. We know Deshaun Watson is good. We know that Justin Herbert's good. Just no more excuses. Keep your head down, one game at a time. Because it's it, I think I think that and that and I'm sorry if I'm ranting, but like that's. But I think that that's that's like one of the big components. Also, it's like I feel like you're always looking at big picture. Like, oh, we gotta stick it to Kansas City, gotta stick it to Cincinnati. But like, at the end of the day, man, just one play at a time, man. Just work on your one-on-one job, and everything will well, take care of itself. I, I feel like the Bills can beat any one of those teams. They have the yeah. talent and and the know-how and the ability to do that, right? Um, I, I agree with you. I think you know. Josh Allen does need to calm it down and just to clarify, like he needs to put a little bit more trust in, in the players around him, I guess. Right. Uh, don't force things. Cause he, he will force things sometimes when he gets flustered. Um, he's close. He's close to being where he needs to be. He's not far away. Right. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league right now. There's no question about that. Um, but you have some good players around you. I'm hoping James Cook gets y'all running game going. That'll take a little bit of pressure off the pass yeah. game, you know, um, help y'all out. That would be nice. Um, and I feel like Josh Allen needs to understand that he doesn't have to do it all by himself, right? Like, trust trust the process and the players around you, and I think he'll go for, further. Um, right. Uh, both the Bengals and the Chiefs, they're, they're not – what I would call complete teams. They have some glaring weaknesses, um, and you can take advantage of that. And I, and I consider the Bills' defense to be one of the better ones out right. of those three, right? So, like, I, you know, even – I mean, fuck, you want to throw in the Chargers, that's fine. You want to throw in the Dolphins, that's fine. Like, the Bills probably have the best defense out of all those teams to me. You know, maybe not in the league, but as far as those AFC teams are, yes. So, like, offensively, you need to get it there because there's no excuses. Y'all have the weapons – Y'all have the talent. It needs to get done, like you said. Yeah. So um, we'll see what happens. So I got <laughs> Go ahead, something Paul. to say. I got something to say here. Okay, so I think that you guys are forgetting about a new built team that might win the AFC, and that is the New York Jets oh, with no. oh. Aaron Rodgers and that defense – but so, but so, what I'll say was, I think that the Bills, if they can win the AFC East this year, I have more belief that they can win it all because I think that they've they've kind of skated through the AFC East the past few years with with it being the easiest division in the AFC. But this year, with the Dolphins and the Jets and even the the Patriots, like I think that the Bills will be like battle. You know, like Mm -hmm. when you look at Kansas City and the Bengals, they got to go through, you know, Steelers, you know, uh, the Chargers. Like there's always these like hard hitting teams. And it seems that Buffalo like has kind of skated through the regular season. And so I think like now if they can still win the AFC East and like in this division, I think they'll be more like battle tested for the Mm -hmm. postseason. I agree. I 
it's one of those things where like that I I'm not sleeping on the Jets because I do consider them a Super Bowl favorite. Uh, it's long next to the Bills or the Chargers or the Chiefs or uh, anybody like that. It's just I want I, I just want to see how it all matched out because I feel like that situation it could either be really fucking awesome mm-hmm. or a dumpster fire waiting to happen because it feels mm-hmm. like I, I I really don't think there's gonna be a middle ground. But like eighty percent of my mind thinks it's going to work out and they're gonna be fucking awesome. But like I just see like I don't know man I just see like warning signs. Not just mm-hmm. Aaron Rodgers, just because it's the hype. Because yes, there's a lot of talented people on that team with Sauce Gardner, Garrett Wilson, you have uh Quinton Williams, you have uh Elijah Barry Tucker. But there's a so young man, you know? So it's like maybe like I'm not saying they can't handle the hype because they probably could. I think they're ready. It's just it, it, it just depends on So Yeah, so um as far as the Jets are concerned, like one which we probably have an episode of it last year, Paul. I, I said I love, like, Robert Sala going yeah. to the fucking Jets. I was like, he he is going to transform that team. I said it. I'm confident in it. I'm still confident in it. But it takes time. And I said that also. I said, look, it's going to take two or three years for, for the Jets to be turned around and, and, and on the right path. Now, they had some good games last year, you know, but they had some obvious missing pieces, quarterback being one of them. So they go out and they sign Aaron Rodgers, and hey, that's a great sign. You know, I think Aaron Rodgers is starting to be on the decline of his of his you know his passing abilities. Uh, we kind of saw that a little bit last year. Granted, he did not have any good weapons. Um, with that being said, though, he can still give you two or three weeks of high level efficient quarterback play. Um, but I agree with you, Simon, and the fact that that team is still young. And do I think they need to be worried about? Sure. I agree with that notion. You need to put some respect on their name because they have some talent and they have a good coach, and I think they could do great things. I also think, though, that they have to prove it. Yeah. Right? Look, hey, you know, Aaron Rodgers can't fix the defense completely. Go ahead, Simon. No, no, I'm sorry. uh, My thing is, so when when Brady left New England, right, Uh, when he left New England to go to Tampa Bay a couple years back, I still said those are the favorites because it's one of those things, man. It's like, yeah, on paper, maybe not, but they still won the fucking division last year. So, like, if they won a division, that's who they're supposed to get to. You got to humble yourself, man, because if you mm-hmm. think you're hot shit, that could easily backfire on you. So, mm-hmm. I'm not saying like they have to humble themselves completely because I think they are the most talented team in the division. I think the Jets are. If you look at across the board, DJ Mosley, mm-hmm. Quinn and Williams, Sauce Gardner, Tucker, Brees yeah. Hall is going to be a lot. Like it's just it's it's a fucking joke how talented they are. It's just I, I it's one of those things. where like eighty percent of my brain thinks they're ready, but like twenty percent of my brain thinks uh, I still think they might be a year away. They just need, mm-hmm. but, but it's one of those things. Where it's like, but it's like one of those things. Where it's like the black and white side of me though. It's like okay, well. Robert Sala almost made the playoffs with this team when his quarterback was Zach Wilson and Mike White. So, yeah. Well, and 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 go ahead, Paul. I was say that's the one big issue with the Jets is their offensive line isn't just bad. It's it's like the worst O line in the league. Like it's it's terrible. And like Rodgers, even in preseason, like he wasn't even able to play that much because he was running for his life. And so 
you know, that's that's a big problem. Like, if you are a pocket pastor, like an, an older man, if you don't have time, then Aaron Rodgers really isn't anything special because he needs, you know, the the yeah. pocket. So, well, you're, yeah, you're going to be looking at you're going to be looking at a lot of quick, quick passes, right? Getting the ball yeah. out early where you might take a five yard gain as opposed to having a 20 yard gain if you would have had one more second, right? And that could be huge in games. Um, yeah, so I, I agree with you there, Paul. You got anything else? I wanted to ask you guys if you had one sleeper team in the AFC that you think might be much better than what people are asking or expecting, I guess. Yeah. Okay, uh, let me finish on the Jets, and then we could yeah. go to that if you want. So, yeah, you um, first. yeah, um, so yeah, like I, I agree with, um, All right. Um, I agree with everything that's been said here. I, I'm kind of on the page with with Simon. I think they're a year away from being a like guaranteed dominant force, not only in their division but in the NFL in general. Right? I think they're close. If they do it this year, I'm not going to be surprised. Um, but like you said, like you, it out of those out of out of the Jets and the Bills, I know what the Bills are. I know how strong they are. What's up? Oh, uh, no, I was talking to my buddy. Okay. Uh, you know, and, and like, until until the Jets come out and, and they prove it and they don't have a 7-10 and 10 record, you know, uh, which I think Aaron Rodgers is going to get rid of a lot of those losses. But still, the, the point is, is you weren't even a .500 team last year. So, you know, keep a chip on your shoulder. Don't get full of yourself. Go out and play and prove what you think you are. Right. Yep. And that's going to take this year. So even if they are an extremely great team this year, they're not going to be recognized as a dominant force like the Bills are or any of those other AFC teams until they show it. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, that's kind of just where I'm at with it. Um, all right. So Paul posed the question. What AFC team, AFC team, right? Mm-hmm. Do we think is a, a sleeper? to be way better than than what everyone is currently saying they could be. I have because I have I have I have three teams that come to mind. I know it's kind of cheating, but three teams come to mind. All, no, go ahead, bit, all three a little bit different. The boring one, I would say the Titans, because nobody's talking about the Titans. And I got I I definitely get why. I definitely get it. Because the old line is still a, a little bit of ways away. But Mike Rabel just has a knack for coaching football man. And he still has uh-huh. guys in that guys in that team. Man. He still has Derek Henry. He's, he has the Andre Hopkins, who I still think is great. Ryan Tannehill is no slop. Uh, he was just injured last year. I think people forget how good he is. Defense is really good. I just he had I, I he think, has an Okonkwo, which is which had had a little bit of showing out last year towards the end of the season. The tight end Okonkwo. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. He, he, he was actually my fantasy team. I have big high mm-hmm. um hope for him, but uh. So I don't. So I'm. I'm not. I don't think they're going to make a big run in the playoffs. Not built for that. But I. Uh, I hear you, buddy. Jesus Christ. Uh, <laughs> I, I guess I'm. But uh. But I. I don't know. I, but I don't like. They're not going to make it to. But like, I. I feel like they could make like. They could make a playoff game next year. So that's that's my first a steeper team. Uh. Mm-hmm. Number two, I, I would say the Browns because I think people also forget how talented that team is. 
and it's it's more deep. The roster's more deep than people think. It's just it's a matter of Deshaun Watson, and it's like beating that dead horse at this point with this fucking team for the past twenty years. But like, can the quarterback produce? Because if the quarterback can produce, man, I don't see why not they can be a favorite. And I'm not bullshitting you when I say that because they have talent, they have to coach. I still I still think Sam is a good coach. I just think he's mm-hmm. just had a shitty couple years, but um, and that happens in the NFL. So that's that. And number three, I would say uh, the Jaguars, man. I think the Jaguars are extremely talented. Trevor Lawrence is him. ETN is an exceptionally talented running back. Uh, Calvin Early returning this year is going to be huge, and I don't think that's being talked enough. The O line is getting better slowly, as for surely. And the defense, man, the defense is getting better too, and I think that's what people need to keep an eye on. I think. I, I still think tra- uh, drafting uh, Trey Walker was still a bit of a okay move, but he's he's exceptionally talented, and that would not shock me at all if this kid turns out to be a 14-15 second-year guy. I really would not be shocked if he became that player. I just don't know if he could be that player, but if he can be that player, and if that pass rush comes to, comes like on, man, I think that team is really going to do some damage this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so... Uh... I was going to say the Jaguars as my first team. Um, I agree with what, what you're saying. Um, I think there's some hype behind them, but I don't think people are expecting them to be in that top tier out of the AFC. You know what I'm saying? And I think they have the potential to do it. Um, it's easy to forget that, like, last year was the first year Trevor Lawrence had Doug Peterson, right? The team had Doug Peterson. Uh, he's a great coach. I loved him going to the Jaguars. Uh, I loved him for that team and also for Trevor Lawrence just developing because he just never had a consistently yeah. coach since he since he got drafted, right? Uh, so if Trevor Lawrence takes a step forward, if, if Calvin Ridley comes in, and I think it'll take him a little time to get started, but if he comes in and by midseason he's up to where he was before he got suspended for a year, you throw in Christian Kirk, you throw in Evan Ingram. I like Evan Ingram a lot this year yeah. uh, as a tight end. And I and then you throw in ETN, who maybe he's not a great, you know, running quarterback so much as uh quarterback running running back as he is a pass catcher, right? And a playmaker. Um, I think this offense could just boom out of proportion real fast. And I think they're gonna surprise some teams that play them because they're not gonna be expecting it. And I think this offense could be very high powered. And then, like you said, the defense is getting there, right? It's a little bit slower. They had to get some players. Um, but, like, if the defense is middle of the league and the offense is a high-powered juggernaut, you could see the, the Jaguars in the in the playoffs. Yeah. Right? And that would be crazy considering where they were the year before last or even last year, you know? So, but, uh, so yeah. So, first is first. The Jacksonville – I feel like is a for sure top team. Like they're gonna make it. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised to see them in the AFC Chicken game. Um, but my like sleeper, and I'm I'm fully all in, is the Denver Broncos. Hmm. I love how that team is built. Um, and I and. People have been shitting on Russell Wilson so badly that most casual fans don't like watch like the actual like watch every game and like 
that coach Hackett tried to change what what Russell Wilson has always been. Like yeah. they tried to turn him into some pocket like accuracy, like you know, fast like set like passer. And so far in preseason, what I've seen, Sean Payton has completely just erased all that, and he's letting Wilson be his old self again. And yeah. that defense is stacked at, like, every position. Like, I mean, the only thing that's, like, a question on the offense is the receivers. But, I'm, but I like Sutton. I like, you know, what they got there. I love their backs. They got two set backs. Like, if Wilson is 90% of what he was in Seattle, I see them being a strong, you know, uh, contender for for the playoffs. And Sean Payton is just, yeah, he's really, I don't know what Hackett was was thinking. Like he was trying, he, he like he was trying to turn Russell Wilson into Aaron Rodgers, I guess. Yeah, and Sean Payton, yeah, and Sean Payton has fast understood like what Wilson's strengths are, and because mm-hmm. the we faced them in the preseason, and like Wilson was doing a bunch of like a bunch of plays where he he's running around, he's he's doing crazy, and also he lost uh, like it looked like thirty pounds. He, he looks like yep. buff and like yeah. So, he looks he he um, looks skinny compared to what he did last year. Like last year, he looked fat. Yeah. yeah I, so I'll I'll say this about the Broncos. I thought about them for a second when you asked me that question, Paul. My big concern, I have two big concerns, and they're kind of like they intertwine with each other, kind of. Uh, number one is the defense. And number two is I think Russell Wilson's still good. I just don't know if he's still good enough to overcome a bad defense and a crazy offensive division. I mean, I don't know, like, because there's going to be times, Paul, where he's going to have to duel against Patrick Mahomes. Has to deal with uh, Justin Herbert and Jimmy Garoppolo too in that matter. I mm-hmm. just don't know if that defense is going to hold up for him. I really so, don't. I don't think he's good enough to overcome that. Here's a stat for you last year: the Broncos' defense last year allowed 16.8 points a game, and I forget the exact stat, but it was like. If the Broncos had averaged 17 points a game last year, they would have been a 10 win team. Yeah. Yeah. So that actually, defense actually, was. Actually, pretty- actually, no, let me say, no, the secondary is actually pretty good when you think of it. Yeah. Because you got Justin Simmons, you got. They were, they were, they were five. top five. They were top five in passing defense last year. Yeah. But like, but like, so. but rushing defense, though, I, I, I think there might be. Little bit of an issue. Maybe, maybe they I do have maybe. some. They do have some issues. They yeah. they definitely do have I mean, issues. Every team, yeah. I mean, has some issues, and also this definitely goes along with. I don't believe in the Chargers. I don't believe in a, in a Herbert. I just don't get the hype. Like I think that he's a really good quarterback. But where they put like you, you see rankings, he's already fourth or fifth. Like I see the the potential and the talent, but I don't like how they're run, how the offense is, how they basically 
Like they made Herbert last year into like a a short game passer with like that's not his his strength. So again, I mean, yeah. I'm not. Saying, I, yeah, I he has that. one of the strongest arms in the league, and you're trying to not let him yeah. pass the fucking ball downfield. It doesn't and make sense. And, and I know he's a little bit past his prime, but yeah, Keenan Allen is still one of the best defenses in the league. Yeah, Mike oh. Williams who can still high point in like nobody's business. And then they just drafted that big receiver from Quinn Williams too. It's going to be an absolute stud. Yeah, I'm sorry, he's... I was so shocked. He did. I don't know how the hell he was not picked in the top ten. That guy is a freak. Yeah, sometimes, nature. yeah, sometimes players drop for stupid reasons. Um, I know. And I, that's what... it, was, it was one of those things too. It's like I looked at the TCU's tape because they were good last year. That sounds kind of funny, but uh, um, so I looked at their tape. And um, I noticed like the difference between Quinn Williams, uh, not Quinn, yeah, Quinn, Quinn Jefferson, and uh, and DK Metcalf is DK Metcalf cannot run more than three routes to save his life. Quinn Jefferson, he's a route runner, like he can run routes for you. So mm-hmm. I think that's the key difference. So like I think he's more polished as a route runner. He can catch the ball. He's fucking tall, and he's fucking. I just I I, I don't get yeah. how he. Well, he, uh, Kenan Allen's going to be too old soon enough. Yeah. And I think, and look, I like Mike Williams, but I think, I think it'll be the, the Quinn, uh, the Quinn and Johnson show, yeah. you know, in a couple of years, probably not this year, but in a couple of years, he'll be, he'll be a prime, a prime wide receiver. Um, I, go ahead. Okay. I, uh, I gotta, I gotta go, guys. I gotta go, guys. But it was kind of funny because, um, when Paul was asking about that, Steve between the AFC. I was hoping to God he would not have asked the sleeper team for the NFC because I would not have come up with them because that division, that conference, fucking sucks. <laughs> Bad. <laughs> but all right, I'll see you guys. All right, bye, Simon. Bye. All right. Um, on the Broncos, what I, what I will say is I didn't mention them mostly because I didn't feel like they were really a dark horse team. Um, I have high expectations for them, right? They had a, pa- a top five pass defense last year. The run stopping is not as good, but so fucking what? Like, it's probably still better than the majority of Sean Payton's career in New Orleans. You know how many terrible defenses Sean Payton had in New Orleans? A lot. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I'm a Saints fan. I know exactly how Sean Payton operates. Uh, what I want to say about Russell Wilson is – I always compared Russell Wilson to a more mobile, not quite as accurate Drew Brees, right? Short guy, a lot of talent, had to work for it. Um, and they noticed it too. Like, you know, I thought, hey, you know, it'd be cool having Russell Wilson in New Orleans if Drew Brees retires. Didn't happen, and that's fine. But I think, you know, uh, we had that little bit of controversy where uh, Sean Payton basically like talk the shit on fucking Nathaniel Hackett and how he was garbage and he ruined the fucking team. And look, do I, do I think it's unprofessional to say such things? Yes. Do I think Sean Payton was wrong? No. Sean Payton was a hundred percent correct with what he was saying. Should he have said it? Probably not. Right. It's a little cocky. You probably should have been a good sportsman and just, like, look, yeah. he didn't he didn't do a good job. I'm gonna do a good job and just left it at that, right? I'm not saying Nathaniel Hackett's not a good offensive coordinator, but he was not a good head coach. And it was very obvious 
with what he was doing last year, right? Yeah. And it's just like what it was said earlier. If they would have scored 17 points a game, they would they would have been like 10 and 7, right? Yeah. You know how bad of an offensive coordinator slash head coach you have to be to not score like 16 points a game on average? Yeah. It's fucking terrible. Okay, so let's let's talk about Sean Payton and what he is strong at. He is extremely strong at building and making offensive offenses be good, right? Sure. Defenses, not as good. Look, I'm a Saints fan. I know how it is. The cool thing is the Broncos have a pretty good defense. It's not a complete defense, but it's a pretty damn good defense. And what will he do? He will take fucking Javante Williams, and he will take Samaje P. Ryan, and he's going to put them both in the backfield. You're going to see both of them work, and he is going to get the most out of both of them, right? Wide receivers, yeah, y'all are right. We'll see. Cortland Sutton's there. Um, fucking what's-his-name will come back, Jerry Judy. Yeah. Um, They have, what, Greg Dolchick? Dolkich, Dulcich, uh, yeah, at, yeah, tie, yeah. at tight end, right? And he's actually a talented rookie tight end coming in, so he might be good. He he beat out uh, uh Okijawambo or however the hell you say his name. They end up cutting him. Um, and Tim Patrick, I think, got hurt again, right? Yeah. yeah. So he might be out for the rest of the season. I don't. I don't know. I I, I dropped him in my dynasty league because I was like, I'm not holding on to you a second year. It's not gonna happen. Right. Yeah. The point the point is, is he's coming in and he has a quarterback that has some very high similarities to, to Drew Brees with with running backs that are very similar to Pierre Thomas, Reggie Bush, Chris Ivory, uh, Alvin Kamara, any of a number of running backs that Sean Payton made look very good while they were playing for the Saints. Right. Um, and it's funny, you said because uh, Sutton actually reminds me of that older Saints receiver during that era. Uh, Colston. Yeah, Marcus Colston. Yeah, both big body, you know, guys that can go up and get the ball, yep. you know. Like, yeah. So- yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're trying to get them a 50-50 ball downfield, and they're yeah. going to beat they're gonna beat the fuck out of somebody, right? Like, exactly, exactly. And, um, you know, I think I think Sean Payton brings a lot to that team, and I think if there are strengths that that team has offensively, he will find them and exploit the fuck out of them to where they become amazing, right? Um, and also, the first thing that he did was went out and gave the Niners' ex right tackle Mike McGlinchey big money. He's like, hey, we got Russell Wilson, and so that's that's what he did. You need to protect your quarterback. And Russell Wilson ain't been protected in years. So, you know, <laughs> uh, that's nice. He also grabbed fucking uh, a tight end from the Saints. Uh, fuck, what's his name? I was high on him last year. He ended up not being good for us. But that wasn't really his fault. Uh, yeah. I can't remember his name. It's okay, though. Um, they went out and signed uh, Will Lutz from the Saints also. You know. Um, but, like, I think, I think the Broncos are going to be a good team now. Playoffs, we'll see, man. That's a tough division to say to say playoffs, but um, I think they're they're gonna be in the running. Is I guess the best thing we could say, right? I so. would say the hardest thing is, of course, that's the Chiefs division. Maybe the Chargers. The the hardest thing is that for those three wild card spots, there's about seven teams in the AFC that are all on that level. 
So it, it's going to be yeah. a, a fight. Yeah. 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 And uh, the AFC is stacked, right? It used to be the NFC. The NFC was stacked for fucking a decade, right? Yeah. And now it's the, and now it's 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 shifted to the AFC. Not that the NFC doesn't have some teams, but they just the NFC has some building to do, right? So, uh, when you look at at the bad teams, they're mostly all in the NFC. You know, Arizona, obviously the the worst, the worst. The Rams, I think, are going to be pretty bad. You know, so. Yeah, well, I think I think the Seahawks are going to be dominant again in the next couple of years. Oh. Their young defense got better last year, and I think they'll get better again this year. And Pete Carroll will get them back on track to be more of a dominant force than they were, right? Especially with, I mean, drafting Charbonnet hurt Kenneth Walker, but I think it'll help the team having both of them. Um, mm-hmm. And, I mean, wide receiver-wise, they're, they're stacked. Hold on a second. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, Seattle is pretty good. Uh, it's um, the only thing that's really holding them back. I just don't believe in Geno Smith. Like he's good, he can get them to the playoffs. But when well, the, those elite teams face those elite teams, that's where. He... Well, look, man, it's uh, much like the 49ers for the past four or five years. If you have a great team and every the only the only glaring hole is your is your quarterback, it's not bad, right? Yeah, it means you're a quarterback away. And look, yeah. my my thing when it comes to Geno Smith, my main concern is consistency. It has nothing to do with look. We saw his what I feel we saw his ceiling last year, right? Yeah. Now, for now, right? And I say ceiling because. That's the best season he ever had in the NFL. And he's been in the NFL for a little while. That Mm -hmm. being said, he's been a quarterback on some terrible teams. Yeah, I don't I don't feel like he ever had the full opportunity to show what he had because he always had garbage to work with. Right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe him on the Seahawks last year was the first time we got to see Geno Smith with a good like good surrounding supporting cash, right? With Metcalf and Lockett, Kenneth Walker, a a you know future Hall of Fame coach, regardless of how you feel about Pete Carroll, I mean he's going to be there. You know it's just okay. a matter of time. Um, and what I want to see from from the Seahawks this year, or from Geno Smith specifically, is show me that you can do it again. You don't have to yeah. be as good as last year, but you need to be within that range, right? I. I I could see Geno Smith having some positive regression, right? Yeah. Maybe being a little more efficient without like as hefty stats, but like show me that you could be that caliber quarterback again. I don't need you to be elite. I need you to be good, consistent. Yeah. And if you show me that, the Seahawks are going to be dominant for the next two or three years. I think, mm-hmm. you know, within the next couple of years, we'll see. But they signed Geno to like a three year deal, so it's not they aren't tethered to him forever. No. He's a great. I think. He, you know, and I called this last year with my buddy Hunter. We talked about Gino and Metcalf. And see, last year everybody was down on Metcalf, right? If you were playing fantasy football, Metcalf was going in the fifth, sixth round. Yeah. And and what did Trevor do? Trevor said Metcalf's gonna be really good. And why mm-hmm. did he say that? Because when Geno Smith played the year before for like the last four games, every game that Geno Smith played with Metcalf, Metcalf was good for three out of four of those games. Right. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I think. 
Gino is going to be good this year, and I think Metcalf is going to be good this year. And I draft both of them technically in some leagues. But I draft I drafted heavy on Metcalf, and I mean I won a championship with Metcalf too, right? So <laughs> like you know having Metcalf last year as a flex option wide receiver was amazing. This year yeah. Metcalf Metcalf is going in like the third round, right? Mm-hmm. Because the value is back there, even even with um uh Njiba being drafted. I mean, granted, he has the wrist injury. He's wearing a cast right now. But even with that, DK's value is still very high. And I, and I don't think DKF is going to fall off. I think he's going to be what he's been the last couple of years, right? So, you know, to wrap it up, let's see Gino do it again. He has weapons. He has talent around him. I don't see – I don't think he's going to be bad this year. You know, it's the question is, is he, is he going to be about the same level? And if he's going to be the yeah. same level, the Seahawks will be a good team moving forward. But if there's any chance he takes a, a step – that's where Seattle could be in the Super Bowl. Oh, oh God. If Geno Smith takes a step forward, yeah. <laughs> fuck me, bro. That's dangerous, right? Yeah. And I get it. There, there's a lot of teams in the NFC that aren't amazing. You know, your Eagles are there. Your 49ers are there. I think the Seahawks could be in the mix later on. The Packers are kind of a big question mark. Let's see what Jordan Love can do. Uh, you know, they have young talent on that team, but they just all need to prove it, right? So my um, would be Eagles, Niners, Cowboys, Lions, Saints. That's yeah, that's yeah. yeah. I think I think that's about my five. I'm trying to go through them all in my head though, just to make sure. The Vikings and, defense is still just blah, but yeah. offensively, I think they might be all right this year. But yeah. and um, I didn't, I'm not yeah, buying into the Bears this year. Not yet. Um, what else? So that's the north, the south. The Saints are about the only ones in the south. The east, we have what? The Giants. Um, Commanders. Out, Gi- Giants, Cowboys, Commanders, Eagles. So I'm yeah. curious. I don't think the Commanders are going to be there, but I'm watchful of what Sam Howell can do with a lot of offensive weapons, surprisingly, but that Redskins, the Redskins, the Commanders' defense is not great. I think they at least will make the Eagles and Cowboys work a bit harder. You know. Yeah. Yeah. They're not, a- They're not there yet, though. They're not there yeah. yet, and that's and that's the problem. Yeah. And then and then we just talked about the West. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think I think it's those five teams, and there's a yeah. couple teams that could be in the mix in the next couple of years, right? Even in the NFC South, as much as I hate those other teams, the Falcons have a lot of talent on them. They just yeah. need to put it all together, and then you work on their defense. Obviously, the Bucks do have talent, but in the next couple of years, they're going to be using some big pieces, losing some big pieces, right? Yeah. I mean, Chris God- Chris Godwin's getting older, and he's injury-prone. Mike Evans has already stated he does not plan to be with the Buccaneers next year. Um, we don't have a proven run game from them. We don't have a proven quarterback from them. Their defense has some good players, but they're going to have some leaving also. Um, The Panthers, I just have no faith in. They got a rookie quarterback, so you're looking at two to three years before you really see anything from that. And then they lost DJ Moore. They lost CMC. Uh, Their defense is still somewhat strong, but offensively, like, well, you got Adam Thielen is going to be their number one. And then Mm -hmm. DJ Chark, if he gets healthy, is going to be their number two. And then you have, what, Chuba Hubbard and – I'll say a guy who's who's been balling preseason is a uh, M- M- Mingo. 
Yeah, I think I've seen his name. He's a rookie, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, you know, but they're they're still a couple a couple seasons yeah. out, I would say, right? Yeah, so, yeah. Whereas you look at the the AFC and you're like, oh fuck me, I don't want to be in that mix. There's yeah. not really a terrible team. I mean, the Texans, but like they're not really bad. Like I wouldn't be shocked to see them win seven eight games either. So, so. I, I agree. I think that the. My thing with the Texans is, um, man, they just had to overcome so much bullshit from their last GM just giving yeah. away players and making bad yeah. trades and get you know. So, like, have they done good in the last couple of years with kind of starting to build up some talent? Yes. Was C.J. Stroud a good choice? I think so. Mm-hmm. And they and they still have uh, what's-his-face behind them that could potentially be good. Yeah. Um, you know, he wasn't good last year, but he was also on a bad team as a rookie with not great yeah. coaching. So it's kind of like, all right, you know, um, I'm keeping an eye out for Nico Collins in fantasy leagues. I think he has the potential to be an, a number one wide receiver. And that's mm-hmm. something that we should look out for. Obviously, Damian Pierce looks good, man. Like he, yeah. he looks like he's legit. So I'm actually, uh, looking out for Mechie. M- yeah. Mechie. Yeah, yeah. John, John, John Mechie, the third, um, yeah. he's, he's a rookie. He was a rookie last year, right? A rookie yeah, last and, year. And he's the one that had that cancer fight. And yes. so mm-hmm. yeah, so he's back now. And so and and he was at Bama and he was behind Devontae Smith. And I mean he he looked great. So we'll have to see. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course so, with Miko Ryan. I think that defense is going to be good. It's like that defense is low key, like super talented. Like uh, the that guy that that the drafted from Alabama, what Anderson? Uh, he looks like elite. So that's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they their defense has some work, right? Last year they were ranked like thirtieth in the league. Yeah, uh, not very good. They have some talent. But like I said, that that defense, that team was essentially gutted. Yeah, and and start from scratch with not a lot of picks. Like it's going to take them time to build up. But what mm-hmm. I'm saying is, is I like how their office is shaping up. They have some talent at the quarterback position. So while they are having to build their team up in the next couple of years, we're going to try to see their quarterbacks grow. Yeah. And, and uh, it I'm in three a, years, it could all come together. It's possible. I'm just a, a big fan of. The Mika Ryan's like as a leader and yeah. as a culture, I think he can really bring like a a strong, like mean, old school kind of, you know, yeah, culture. Yeah, 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 definitely. And like that's look, man. I, I was saying it in a league of its own sports debate that we're in together. Uh, one of the fellow admins, Josh Gabriel, he's an Eagles fan. Great guy, knows a lot about football, a lot about football. He, If he tells me something about football, I believe him. I don't even question it because he's that good at it, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, I forget what team we're t- – oh, oh, yeah, we're talking about Colorado, right? Right, prime, beating mm-hmm. beating TCU, who was ranked 17th, um, and them just drop down, drag out, and how everybody was haters and all this other stuff. And I'm like, look, man, great coaching – can make a team go further than they ever could before, right? Yeah. He went in there, he tore that team down, 
abused the transfer portal, and it changed changed the entire atmosphere of that team, the locker room, the the everything, right? And those kind of things reminds me of like how the Jaguars side signed the uh, Peterson, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, how they got Doug Peterson, right? A complete, a, a, a complete top-down attitude change. Sean Payton and the Broncos, same thing. A complete top-down attitude change. We're going to change the locker room. We're going to change the way our attitudes are about the game. We're going to change the way we do everything, right? Same thing with, with the Jets and, and Robert Sala. I knew he was going to be a strong influence on that team, right? And the team would buy into it. And that's the thing. You have to get the team to buy into it. Yeah. So. But that's what I've been trying to explain to the Niner fans because, you know, everybody was w- upset about, you know, the Lance thing. And some kind of saying, oh, fire Kyle. Like, let's go back and remember <laughs> you know, no. the Niners before Shanahan. Like, it was a mess. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> uh, you, don't, you don't fire a coach that has consistently gotten you to the playoffs the last several years and yeah. gone deep, you know. Yeah. Like, you're not there yet. Like, you know. He earned several years of grace with whatever, yeah. right? Um, and, and but that's my whole point. Just like you're saying with the Texans, is what I feel NFL teams need to do is if you're bringing in a strong personality coach like those, the ones I've just been talking about, you got to give them a couple years, especially if you know your team was garbage, right? Yeah. Everyone should have known which the Jets made the good decision. It's not like they got rid of him. They should have known that first year Robert Silas there, you're probably not going to have a positive record. Yeah. Is that his fault? No, because you don't have the pieces to have that good of a team yet. He's going to get you there though. Right. So, and, and I say this talking about the Texans team, because if you know, you have a good coach coming in and you know, he can do those things, change the attitude of the locker room, the team, get them on the same page, get them where they need to be, getting the team to buy into what needs to happen. We need to give them three or four years, right? Mm-hmm. And I've seen a lot of teams one and done, a coach, a head coach, right? And look, sometimes it's not a fit. Sometimes the owner and the coach don't jive, right? I get yeah. that, and, and I understand that. But I also think yeah. is if you trust in a coach, you should trust in a coach enough to want to give him a four-year contract and say you have, <laughs> you have four years to turn this team around. Right, I was definitely some of you have to look outside of the of the roster. I mean, of the record because, like, if you look at the Broncos, Hackett had to go last year because it was just everything looked bad. Yeah. even though he they, got they he, he got he, he got fired before the season was even over. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, and like six eleven, like they they weren't horrible, but it just looked like it was a bad match, you know. But then. You know, like for example, like Sala, his first year he went three and like what, what four, fourteen or, or something like that, and three fifteen, yeah. whatever. And but you're like, okay, but we can see the the idea that he's mm-hmm, building. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. either, you know, and that's the big thing. Like with, with, with Hackett, I was like, what is this even supposed to look like? <laughs> you know, like I don't, I don't see the the end result here. You know. Yep. That's, that's the big deal. Yeah. Well, they had like the worst defensive football, uh, worst offensive in football. Yeah. <laughs> and, and and you're and you're supposed to be an offensive coach. The and offensive. your team, 
Yeah. Like, you know. Yeah. Um, so you know, hopefully I like to see the Texans. I, I love seeing new teams in the mix. That's my problem. Yeah. Obviously, it'll be always Saints first. Always. Yeah. But I'm fine with seeing new teams in the mix. I want to see the Texans in the mix. I want to see the Jets in the mix. I want to see everybody in the mix technically, but you know, yeah. uh I want I want that competition to occur. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So we'll see what happens. So hopefully it'll be a great season though. Um let's see. Who who is your team playing week one? Pittsburgh. The Steelers. Okay, so you got Steelers week one for the 49ers, and who did the Dolphins play? I'm honestly not even sure. <laughs> not even sure. Like the Dolphins have been so like just n- normal and quiet that like I find like yeah. the the Niners offseason has been so like crazy. It's like I I've had to focus on them so much. Yeah, I, here I'll, Dolphins, I'll I'll look for you. The Dolphins are playing the Chargers. I, I, oh, okay. That's and the Chargers a, are favored by three. That's a great game. You're gonna start off. I mean, for me with the Dolphins, I fully believe in that team. And if Tua can just stay healthy, I think that they can, you know, be a strong contender. But oh yeah, it, but it's just it's it's all about Tua. And in preseason, he got knocked down a few times, and he was he talked about how he had been training with like mixed martial arts all of them to like learn how to fall and he's been doing that where like he stopped hitting his head and he's been like spinning around and laying down. Yeah. So yeah. so far good. Looks good. Looks good. Well <laughs> look as long as he protects himself they're gonna go far offensively. Right. Defensively mm-hmm. I don't think they were that bad last year. No yeah. And so um have... good. I was gonna say the Ramsey injury sucks, but I mean in the long run it's like he comes back by like week eight, and he'll be fresher, m- 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 you know, down the stretch. I guess. Yeah. So, well, that, which if if they can make it to a good record by by week eight, like it would be awesome to have Ramsey, you know, for the rest of the season. So, um, the Saints play the Titans week one, and um, they are favored by three. Um, that- I I don't see the Saints losing that game. So if they lose that game, I will have to reevaluate my life. But I what I would say is week one is wild. You know, like I would not be shocked if the Niners lose to the Steelers. Yeah. Because you know, it's just like it's you know, week one it's gonna be a hard fighting defensive game, I'm assuming, and it could go down to a field goal and just wild shit happens, you know. Yeah. Like the Niners last year lost to the Bears, you know, week one, like it happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I think I think the Saints game will be a good game. I, I don't think the Titans are going to be slouches. They have a good defense, right? Yeah. And and even offensively, they have some good talent. Uh, I do worry a little bit about Derrick Henry and, and the Saints' uh, rush defense. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, the Saints' rush defense will be okay. It's not like they're going to be terrible, but it's their weak spot. You know, pass defense, I'm not worried about it. I think they're going to be fine. So I think I- – that game kind of being like a defensive battle, like you know, it could be for sure. 14. Yeah, yeah. Both both teams have good defenses. You know, I think the Saints' yeah. offense is slightly better. 
um, with the but, passing game, but the, the the Titans probably have a little bit better of a running game week one. So, and then I'll, like the only reason why I think so is because it, it's Derek Carr's first game on the Saints. You know, it might take a game or two to get you know. It, it might he 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 but, looked pretty. He looked in the yeah. preseason. He looked pretty on point with his receivers. Yeah. So, um, we'll see. Like you said, week one can be chaotic. Okay. But uh, I'm confident we could win the game. I, you know, I think the oh. talent's there to win that game, right? And that's kind of where I'm at with it. So, um, good. Is that what? Is it at the Saints? Um, I think yeah, Tennessee at New Orleans. Okay, so it's a home home game to start. That's a big thing with the Saints. Is like they can look so different at home or on the road. It's <laughs> true. They. They look better at home. They have always played better at home. It's just part of yeah. what they do. Um, yeah. So, all right. Let's just go through the games and we'll pick winners and then we can wrap this up if you want. Uh, right. Well, we can do a little bit of fantasy first, but we'll, we'll, we'll do the schedule first. Let's go through teams. All right. Uh, Lions Chiefs, you already said you have the Lions winning that game, surprisingly. Um, but they play in Kansas City. Man, I've got to go with the hometown hero there. I'm, I'm, I'm going to have to go KC. Uh, though I do think the Lions have it in them to make it a good yeah. game, right? Uh, Titans Saints, obviously I said Saints. Saints for you too, okay. Uh, Texans Ravens. The Ravens are favored by 10 points in this game, yeah. by the way. Yeah. So, uh, oh. yeah. Yeah, I'm taking the Ravens. I'm starting the Ravens as far as fantasy is concerned. You know, start your studs. It's it's pretty simple week one. Start your studs. If you lose week one in your fantasy matchup, don't don't worry about it. Everyone does. Yeah. Like, look at the waivers. Like, free agency is huge right now, right? So mm-hmm. just just say, people, don't let week one kill you. <laughs> like, it's it's fine. Uh, Bengals yeah. Browns with a could be tough division matchup. Um, Bengals are favored two and a half, which isn't a lot. To be honest with you, I am going Bengals, though. I think Joe Burrow is going to be playing. I think you're going to have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, Tyler Boyd, Joe Mixon. Um, I don't even know who their tight end is, but he'll probably be good, too. Um, <laughs> you know, again, start your studs. I, I got I to go with the Bengals here. Look, I, I don't hate the Browns. Obviously, Nick Chubb is there. Deshaun Watson has talent. Amari Cooper. Um I worry that Deshaun Watson isn't going to be what we need him to be. Mm-hmm. And and I need him to prove it. Yeah. I need him to come in and look like he's a great quarterback. Not elite, but great. Or, yeah. I mean, he, he could be good, too. Yeah. You know, the, the Bengals' defense isn't amazing. They're not great. They have some good players, but they're not – pass-wise, they're not that great. Right. Um, so Deshaun Watson needs to show me. And until he does show me, I got the Bengals winning this game. How about you? Is this game in Cincy? Uh, it's a Cleveland game. It'll be the Bengals at the Browns. Give me the Browns. Okay. And that's fair. Like I said, two and a half points week one. Yeah. The Browns can put up a showing, right? Um, I just think the Bengals offensively are way more talented. And, and I think they're going to overcome that Browns defense. Like, and I don't like that. Is crazy. It's like the Browns have like a sneaky 
elite receiving core if it comes together like with Amari Cooper and then Elijah Moore was like so misused. I really like Elijah Moore in the slot. I will say that. I will say that. And then they got this guy named Cedric Wilson from Texas. Uh, Rookie? Yeah, he's a rookie and he looks nice. So, uh, and then Nukaku, of course, and then, you know, like a very good O-line. Yeah, I'm just, yeah. Watson's my main concern, and that's it. Oh, yeah. You know, if you're so, telling me Watson's playing at a Joe Burrow level, then I would be like, all right, the Browns could win this game. Right. Only thing that, that worries me is Burrow. I mean, again, I'm sure he'll be fine, but he missed the whole training camp. He, he just got back, and he's still not at 100%. Seems like he's practicing, but he still has a little bit of a limp. So, you know, yeah. that'll be a watch. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. Which I mean, that's that's fair, right? Uh, if you're gonna take advantage of of the Bengals, now's the time to do it. I guess yeah. is, is what I would say, right? Mm-hmm. Um, next up, we have the Vikings versus Buccaneers. The Vikings are favored by six points. Um, I mean, look, bro, I gotta go Vikings. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who's the Buccaneers starting quarterback? Is it is Baker. it? It's Baker Mayfield, and you have Kyle Trask behind him, right? Mm-hmm. Um, don't know who their running backs are. Rashad White's a rookie I think they have. They mm-hmm. could potentially could be good. Now, look, I, I don't want to knock the Buccaneers too much. They do have Mike Evans. They do have Chris Godwin. So I can't sit here and say they don't have some talent in the wide receiver core. I just have no faith in their offense in general. Just mm-hmm. Whereas the Vikings don't have Dalvin Cook. I do like Alexander Madison, though. Um, and they do have fucking Stefan Diggs. They do have rookie Jordan Addison. And who they really have that I like is Hawkinson. I am mm-hmm. high on Hawkinson this year. He was actually good for him last year. So it's not it's not like yeah. I'm right, rewriting the book here. <laughs> Hawkinson was good for him last year. They just paid Hawkinson. And so he's extremely happy. And I think he's going to do very well with them. Right. Mm-hmm. So I got I got the Vikings. How about you? Same, yeah, same. Same, yeah, gotcha. All right. Next up, we have a division <laughs> matchup: the Panthers versus the Falcons. Um, Atlanta is favored by three and a half points in this game. Um, this is a crapshoot. We want to talk about how bad the <laughs> NFC South is outside of the Saints. Um, here are reasons: exhibits A and B, the Falcons <laughs> and the Panthers, right? I don't even know which one to give the A and the B to, to be honest with you, because they're both not good. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be played. Yep, it is played in Atlanta. So I'm just going to take the home team here because I honestly don't really have an opinion. I think the uh, I think the Falcons have way more talent on their offense, but it's mm. unpolished talent, right? It's it's a rough cut gym that needs to mm. be polished, and they're, they aren't there yet, and I don't think they're going to be there this year. But the Panthers are just – I don't want nothing to do with the Panthers, you yeah. know? So I'm going to give the Falcons the edge here, and I'm, I'm going to pick them to win this game. How about you? What, what I'm going to say is the Falcons could actually be legit if Desmond Ritter is decent. Like, he's such a uh, an unknown. He has yeah. really good talent. He's fast. He can throw deep. Like, if he worked on that short game – accurate like reading defenses like that offense of L- London 
Pitts and Bijan, that could be like a like a foundation for like oh, a huge, oh. huge team. Look, if 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 he pans out as a quarterback, I'm worried as a Saints fan. Yeah. And and I'm just being honest. Defensively, yeah. the Falcons don't don't scare me, but offensively, if he pans out as a quarterback in the next couple of years, they can be extremely yeah. scary. And that the, that worries me, right? The Falcons hit on their CB of last year. They drafted a AJ Terrell. He was a, a it, it's funny because you always hear about Sauce Gardner and other guys, but like AJ Terrell is actually as good if you, if, if you look at like st- statistically. Um, but yeah. yeah, so if the Falcons can build that defense, so I'm a big fan of Arthur Smith. I think he's a great yeah. offensive mind. So yeah, and I uh, mean, look, some people some some people have had him on the hot seat, and honestly, I don't, I don't feel no. like he is. I don't feel no. like he is at all. Um, I res- I respect him as a coach, and yeah. as a Saints fan, that means something, right? Yeah. So just saying, I I I will always recognize talent regardless of how much I fucking hate the Falcons. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> so there you go. Um, yeah. next matchup we have the Jaguars versus the Colts. Jaguars are uh favorite to win by five. I'm about to go check my betting apps. And yeah, I'll bet at. And if the betting apps say five, I'm putting money down on on the Jacksons line. Yeah, <laughs> I think Jacksonville is going to womp the fuck out the Colts. I think mm-hmm. we're going to look at at them winning by double digits, at least ten okay. points. Yeah. So, um, I like Anthony Richardson. I think he has like a crazy skill set, but I think okay, his take- his talent level. J- Sorry to cut you off, Paul, but I just want to say this about Anthony Richardson. His talent level is Mahomes level. I agree. Yeah. I want you, I want the listeners to understand this, right? He has the talent potential to be Mahomes. He is not there yet. I'm not saying he's gonna be Mahomes this year, so don't don't fucking come at me. Or if yeah. you're gonna come at me, you better fucking come at me. I'll 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 take you down, right? <laughs> I don't think yeah. he's there yet, right? So yeah, continue. I- Struggle this year with throwing interceptions, all that kind of stuff. I, I mm-hmm. think he's just very – he's very inexperienced with reading defenses. But I think – I like that the Colts are just going to give him this year to learn, and then next year he should be like, you know – Yeah, and, and polished. I've been li- listening to a lot of football podcasts lately, fantasy and otherwise, and one thing I agree with all those people on there, and they, they seem to talk about it is, is – I don't think the Colts really care about winning this year. No. Right? I think this year is a, hey, if you win a couple games, cool. If you lose all games, we're cool with that too. We're probably not going to knock any player on our team for it. Definitely not Anthony Richardson, right? We know what he is. He needs time to progress. And unlike Patrick Mahomes, who got to sit behind Alex Smith for a season or two, he's getting thrown into the fire, right? So, no Jonathan Taylor either. Um Defense is okay, but gutted because they lost some good players. Offensive, look, I like Michael Pittman, and and I'll even start him as a flex wide receiver in a lot of fantasy leagues because uh, yeah. I think vo- volume is going to be there. It's not going to be good volume. It's not going to be great throws. But if you get thrown to 12 times a game and you catch seven of those for 70 and a touchdown, I'm fine with that, right? Um, Probably won't be that high, but still. Um, The point is, is – 
I will go and put money down on Jacksonville beating them by more than five points. Yeah, definitely. That's how I feel about it. So we we both agree there. Um, moving on, 49ers Steelers. Yay! Uh, the 49ers are favored to win by two and a half. Unfortunately, they will be playing in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mike Tomlin is a Hall of Fame coach. Love Mike Tomlin. Um, fuck Ben Roethlisberger. Uh, but <laughs> Kenny, Kenny Pickett, George Pickens, um, Najee Harris, which I mean, he's 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 okay, you know. Uh, Patrick Fryermuth, which I think is is something we have to worry about. Uh, didn't the, the Steelers have another good wide receiver or yeah. like a rookie wide receiver? Dante Johnson is, is good. Don, Don, oh, yeah, they have Deontay. Yeah, they have Deontay. Why, why would I forget yeah. that? So, so Deontay, unfortunately, had no touchdowns last year in fantasy. Well, in regular season two, but yeah. he had no touchdowns. He had a lot of volume, just no touchdowns. Yeah. So Kenny Pickett came out and said, you know what? This year, we're going to get him some touchdowns. And mm-hmm. if, if Deontay Johnson evades that very, very abnormal stat line, which is no touchdowns, which doesn't happen, um, if he gets seven or eight touchdowns, he's gonna be a really good wide receiver for fantasy and just in general. Uh and for yeah. Kenny Pickett, right? Um the Steelers offense could be good. I, I I don't have a lot of faith in Kenny Pickett. He looked good in preseason. I don't want I think he's take the, he's I think he's gonna take a step forward this year. I just yeah. don't know what level of quarterback he's gonna be. Is it gonna be a Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. type quarterback? Is it gonna be a Kirk Cousins type quarterback? Because I you know I Kirk Cousins is better than Ryan Tannehill in my eyes. Oh, yeah, you know, but, but, there's a there, there's a tier separation there. Um, yeah. You know, is he going to show me, you know, year two Joe Burrow before he became what he is now with Jamar Chase or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like where he's good, but he's just a step away. Like wh- where are we at? I just don't see him being elite right now. Mm-hmm. And even when he was drafted, I don't think anybody paid him as his ceiling being elite, right? Yeah. But – if he's a Philip Rivers, if he's a Matt Ryan, if he's a, you know, for all those slightly older heads like me, where, you know, I'm in my mid thirties now. So I grew up on those people. Um, I think the Steelers are going to be dangerous, right? It's funny. I, uh, I, my comparison for him was Tony. Oh, oh my. I think he has a lot of Tony Romo yeah. style. And so that's, that's, that's that's where, and, but then that's pretty really, good. The uh, Steelers defense. I mean, PJ Watt. You know, he can wreck a, a game. Yeah, by himself. So. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, um, this shit, man. Like you said, it's week one. We we talked about the Forty ers earlier. Um, you know, I'm still going with the Forty ers because I just feel like they're the more complete team, obviously. Um, but I do think it could be a knockdown, drag out fight. Yeah, and. We will see, you know, that game's at noon. Um, so I'm probably not going to watch it. But if there was a game I was going to watch later on in the day, by going back and watching old games of replays, I would watch that game. Yeah. I think that's going to be a fun game to watch if you appreciate football in general. But just if you like defensive games, right? I know, I know offensive games are nice and shiny and exciting because of all the scoring. But as I've gotten older, I really appreciate good defensive games. Right. Oh, yeah. And I think that's one where if that's what you want to, if that's what you like, like me, I think that's a good game to watch. So, mm-hmm. um, 
who are you picking? You're going to pick your 49ers, I hope. It's definitely questionable. It's just like the the few things that are happening. Like, for example, our kicker that we drafted, he might not play. And we so we have a backup kicker who's like some dude I've never heard of. And, the, and then it's George Kittle might not play. And then so, yeah. you know, there's a bunch of little things. Um, as long as Purdy is what he was last year, then I'm confident you, sh- that you we- should be fine. <laughs> yeah. That, yeah, that's all. And also, the big thing that's I'm excited to see is Debo Samuel has seemed to take a lot like another level of like professionalism this year. Like he he lost about 15 pounds. He looked yep. In yeah, he's shape. been he's been yeah. training. He's been training hard. hard. And, and like. Yeah, I think I think like I said earlier in, in the episode was, uh, you know, he took ownership of his poor play last year, his attitude, his laziness, and, and he said, "I'm going to be a different player this year, a better player, right? Yeah, than I was last year." And uh, I love seeing that. I love seeing that mentality. I love seeing that ownership of of what he was and what he plans to be now. Um, you know, fantasy wise, I mean, he's he's still a guy I, I'd want on my team. Obviously, yeah. is he that tier one wide receiver? I don't know because I think no. I think Brock Purdy is going to spread the ball around, and I think you're going to have games where Debo Samuel is going to score twenty points. But I also think you're going to have games where Ayuk scores twenty points and Kittle scores twenty points and CMC scores thirty points. And like from a team aspect, from a regular NFL aspect, that's great. That's what you want offensively. Yeah. Uh, from oh. fantasy wise. It kind of makes you a little bit like, well, I love you and I know you're good, so I'm going to play you, but you're not going to be a top tier guy for me, you know. I, if I was going to make any bold, you know, prediction about the Niners, is I think they statistically might have the best duo of receivers this year. I, I think that they might both make it into the pro. And of course, that also that obviously has a lot to do with Purdy. But I think Purdy is really good just getting the ball in people's hands. Um, so yeah, I just I think that the that Ayuk and Debo are gonna both have like crazy years, and I think fantasy has shown that that it looks like Debo and Ayuk are both being drafted. In the third and fourth round, like I've seen it flip flop Debo and IU third, fourth, or IU Debo. I, you know. So I got I, when I drafted last night, I got IU, but he he fell a good ways. So I got him, I think, in in the eighth round. Oh, wow. That's now, idea. now he did get he did like Debo got drafted way earlier. I think people still kind of view him as that number one. Now Kittle fell to like the sixth or seventh round too, right? Okay. Um, and here's here's what I said. I'll say was the reason Ayuk fell in my draft so hard was I actually wanted him two rounds earlier than I got him. But the mm-hmm. way I drafted my team, because I, I did Bijan first, then I did CD Lamb, then I went Lamar Jackson, um, and then. Who did, who did I go after? I'll try to tell you. Um, also, yeah, you just love those players, right? Like, great, great start, right? Yeah. <laughs> great start, right? Uh, so, Bijan, then 
C.D. Lamb. Then I went Lamar Jackson. Then I went T. Higgins. Then I went Darren Waller. Um, yeah, I think Waller in the fifth was about maybe where I got. I might have got him in the sixth. So oh, I, I went Mike Williams. Then I went Darren Waller. And then at that point, I needed some running backs, right? Because basically I went hero RB. So it was like Bijan Robinson, and then I drafted every other position for the next six rounds, right? Yeah. So I needed running backs bad. So I was like, well, I really want to get Ayuk, but I need these running backs. And here's kind of where I need to get them. So I went Isaiah Pacheco as my RB2. Okay. Then I went uh, Samaj P. Ryan and Brian Robinson, right? Well, I think I went Brian Robinson. Then I drafted Ayuk. Then I went mm-hmm. Samaj P. Ryan. So, and then I have um, Saints defense, Graham Gano for the Giants. Uh, I, I went um, Devon uh, Ashane for the Dolphins. You probably mm-hmm. know him, right? Was looking very good in the, in the preseason. Yeah. Um, Jeff Wilson got hurt. They let go mm-hmm. of, um, what's his name that starts with the uh, Gaskins? They, got, they, read, they let go of Miles Gaskins. Um so there is an opportunity, which Mostert is still there, uh, and they could actually technically still pick up a running back in free agency. Uh, you know, Kareem Hunt is still at large. So mm-hmm. is Leonard Fournette. Um, but Akane could play, right? Mm-hmm. So I, I, he's kind of a throwaway player. But anyway, my, my point is is um, I got Ayuk at, a, at, a, at an extremely good value in fantasy. I think that's going to be – and I, I have I have no problem starting him and playing him every week. To be honest yeah, with you, I think that by the end of the year he's going to be a fantasy like like steal in most leagues. But yeah. to finish up, what I'm saying, uh, I'm going to go with the Niners, but it's definitely like a toss up for me. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you're you're trying. I think because you're a 49ers fan, you're trying to stay even keeled about it, right? Yeah. You should you should have just said 49ers and bought into it. Be like, look, man, I'm a 49ers fan. Uh, it's close. Uh, so I'm picking my team, right? But I get it. I get it. I get it. That's fair. All right. Next up, we have the Commanders versus the Cardinals. The Commanders are favored to win by seven points. And I might actually parlay that and say that they beat them by more than that, too. Um, the Cardinals are sitting Kyle Miller, right? Right? I'm pretty sure. Um I'm not a fan of their run game. I am not a fan of their tight end. I am not excited about their wide receivers. I think Rondale Moore is an okay flex option if you need because somebody has to catch the fucking ball. But being as I don't really know who's throwing the ball, the Cardinals are just a an extreme pass for me yeah. in real life, in real life and fantasy. Yeah. Um, the only, I the only that I'm I I would. Thing about in a flex is James Connor, just because. Yeah, yeah true. There, there has to be some kind of production. So yeah, yeah, the only one. <laughs> yeah, that, and that's yeah. that's that's a good call. I, I agree with that. I just, but outside of that, it's bad. Command commanders by double digits. Yeah. I'm gonna just say that commanders by double digits. Yeah. So I think I think the Cardinals are tanking. I think they're gonna maybe win one game this year. Yeah, probably. Maybe. So, yeah. I do not think they're going to cover the seven points is what I'm going to say. 
No. Uh, next up, we have the Broncos versus the Raiders. The Broncos are favored by three and a half, and they are playing in Denver. Okay. Um, I'm gonna just make this short and sweet. I'm picking the Broncos. This is gonna go against my whole, <laughs> but I'm gonna go with Las Vegas. Oh yeah, but you're a Jimmy Garoppolo truther. Uh, <laughs> No, thank I you. Denver, <laughs> I think that Denver in the long run will be the better team, but I think the Raiders will be more, will be better at, in the first week, you know, like yeah. faster, prepared kind of thing. Maybe they do have Josh Jacobs now, and they still yep. have uh, Adams, and they still have um, Renfro. And I mean, look, it's not that their team doesn't have great players. Max um, I just think I just think Sean Payton's gonna come out swinging. Yeah, and and I think Garoppolo might be a hindrance mm. in the long run. So, um, and it's in Denver. Now, if it would have been in Las Vegas, I might I might have swung your way to be honest with you. Yeah. So I will say that. Um, next up, we have the Dolphins versus the Chargers. The Chargers are favored by three, and they are playing in L.A. For the Chargers. This so, is a toss up. I'm gonna go with the Dolphins because fucking I'm going Chargers. I'm going with the Dolphins because the because of Waddle, because of Tyreek Hill. Um even because of Mostert. Mostert is a good running back, he's just health injury prone, right? Um we'll see. It's a close game, I, it is a toss up. I think that but, the Dolphins defense is like underrated. Yes. Like in terms of the D line, like I love the Bradley Chubb. Um, how do you pronounce it? that? The rookie DE that we got from Miami, like R- Rousseau or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. But he had 11 sacks as a rookie last year. Yeah. And then I, Christian Wilkins, as a defensive tackle. Yeah. So I mean, yeah. I'm really, and the 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 Chargers defense has talent everywhere, but. It seems every year we say that and then they like fall off. So yes, I, I, yes, but, I always have higher expectations and then they always don't meet them. Yeah. So um, that is accurate. All right. Next up, we have the Eagles versus the Patriots. We're starting to get into some of the afternoon games. Um, the game is in New England. It's not cold yet, so I don't think you have to worry about yeah. that. Um, the Eagles are favored by four points. And I gotta pick the Eagles here. I I just don't have huh? upset upset of the week. Patriots, New England. Really, really, yes. really. Oh man, no, I I disagree I like, hard. Uh, I think that the Patriots are gonna be like a surprise team this year because I think people have basically most. People think that they're gonna suck for some reason. I don't know why, but so, I think I like them. Look, man, I I like Mac Jones, right? I don't think he's a he's a great quarterback, but I think he's a good quarterback. I think he'll be an okay quarterback. I guess is what I should and say, last right? Year, last year, I don't I don't know what the fuck they were thinking, but Belichick had um that coach. The ex coach for the Lions as the offensive coordinator, um, the big guy, uh, put 
Patricia or something like that. Yeah, Matt, Matt Patricia. I don't know what they're thinking. So they went out and got Bill O'Brien, who was Mac Jones' offensive coordinator at Bama. And I think that's going to be a good fix. I love the O-line. I love Stevenson. I, you know, at the back, they got four legit B receivers. They don't have a, a first year, obviously. Um, obviously, the Eagles are elite, but I love Belichick being able to game plan, you know, in that I think, first game. I, I hear you. Um, the problem is the Eagles' defense is better. Um, or, well, not better, but as good as. Yeah. But I I think the problem is is Belichick is very good at taking away somebody. The problem with taking away somebody on the Eagles is oh I'm going to take away AJ Brown. Well, fuck, we still got Devontae Smith, yep. right? We we still have Dallas Goddard. We still mm-hmm. have Jalen Hurts who can throw it and run it like a motherfucker, right? Um, uh, Whiff now too. You got De- you got DeAndre Swift, yeah, and then you have uh what's his name that backs him up? Um, Rashad Penny. Rashad Penny, who, as long as Rashad Penny's healthy, he's like a top five running back. Oh. To be honest with you, oh, um, yeah. I think the problem is is I just don't think the Patriots defense is going to be able to stall the Eagles offense. I mm-hmm. just don't think it's going to happen, and I definitely think the Eagles defense can stall the Patriots offense. Mm-hmm. Right? If there's a team that can stop the run pretty well, I think the Eagles can do that. Yeah. And as you said, that there's a bunch of B receivers. They're all some solid receivers, but they're B receivers. And, and I, I don't think the Eagles' defense is going to struggle as hard as the Patriots' defense will. And I think that'll be the yeah. ultimate deciding factor, right? Um, but I do also kind of agree it might be a close game, right? Yeah. This is one game where I might take – I might bet the Patriots to beat the spread yeah. and say the Patriots lose, but they lose by a field goal, Right. So that's kind of where I'm at. Um, should be a fun matchup, and maybe I'll watch it. Being it's a it's a three thirty game, you know. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what my fantasy team dictates. You know. <laughs> yeah. So um, next up, and I don't even agree with this line very much, but uh, the Packers versus the Bears, and the Bears are favored by one. I'm assuming they're playing in Chicago, and they are okay. Um. I'm picking Green Bay. Uh, look, I don't, I don't have anything against uh, the Bears quarterback. What's his name? Uh, Fields. Justin Fields. I always forget it. I don't know why. Um, I think Fields is going to be a savage in fantasy, as far as rushing is concerned, and I think his passing will maybe get okay eventually. Uh, but even watching him in preseason, his passing is not where it needs to be yet for me. Um, and the Packers do have a pretty good pass defense. They have one of the best defensive backs in the league, mm-hmm. if you ask me. Um, I'm not confident in the Bears wide receiver group. I'm not saying they're terrible because they have a solid little group. I just look. I like DJ more. Um, but I don't think that. Justin Fields' passing ability is better than any quarterback that DJ Moore has had mm. yet. 
I don't think it's better. I really don't. I'm I like, you know, I get it. People are excited. Oh, DJ Moore is going to eat. He's going to be. No, I, I think DJ Moore is going to be a good wide receiver with a quarterback that's not great at passing the ball, which is what he has had his entire career. And I think it's going to continue. If if I'm proven wrong, great. I'm happy. Yeah. I want I want Justin Fields to succeed. Yeah. I like I said, I love talent. I love seeing new players rise. If if all 32 teams could have elite quarterbacks, I would be happy. Yeah. To be honest with you, right? Yeah. Um, so like I'm not at all, I don't hate the Bears. Like I I, I want them to succeed. I want them to be great. I want Fields to be great. I just don't think Fields is there yet when it comes to passing the ball. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna rush. I don't think he's gonna rush well. Not in this game, though. I think the Packers passing defense is gonna be good. Last year, which I, I know it's a whole new year, teams change, but last year they had two late season matchups. So like week seven, week eight, and then towards the back half, week thirteen, and the Packers shut Justin Fields' rushing abilities down to like less than thirty yards rushing, and the passing game was atrocious. And I mean, the Packers beat the brakes off of them, mm-hmm. right? And the Packers didn't really get worse. They don't have Aaron Rodgers, but honestly, I think Jordan Love is going to be a good passing quarterback. Is he Aaron Rodgers? No. Is he going to be better than Aaron Rodgers last year? Don't know. Maybe, mm-hmm. probably not. But about the same, right? Um, I just, I just don't see the Packers losing this game. Mm-hmm. They would have to fuck up royally. I think their defense is going to be on point. I think their run game is going to be on point. And I think the Bears are going to have to play catch-up. Now, can it be a close game? Can it be a three-point game because it's a division game and the Bears play the Packers better than they play anybody else? I agree with that. I think it could be a three-point game, but I don't think the Packers are going to lose to it. So, sir, Uh, take the floor. The Bears. All right, then. Move on. <laughs> Woo! All right. Next up, Rams versus Seahawks. Oh, the Seahawks are favored by five points. Um, I assume they're going to play in Seattle. They are playing in Seattle. Um, I'm taking the, the Seahawks. Seattle. <laughs> I mean, uh, I think I think the Rams are just going into dumpster fire mode, and yeah, you know, I agree. All right, next up, we have Dallas Cowboys versus the Giants in New York City. Um, Dallas is favored by three and a half. And I am going to take that three and a half. I think the Dallas Cowboys win this game. Um, Defensively, I think they are better than the Giants by not a significant margin, by the, I'd say, a hefty margin at least, right? Um, Offensively, I mean, C.D. Lamb, Brandon Cooks, Tony Pollard, Dak Prescott. Um, I think the only position that they really lose right there is Waller is a better tight end than Jake Ferguson. And Saquon Barkley is a better, probably a better running back than Tony Pollard. But I don't think the margin is significantly more. Yeah. Right. Tony Pollard is a good running back. I don't know how good he's going to be at pass catching. I know Saquon is a pass catching back. Um, So Saquon is better than him for that reason. But I do think that the Cowboys defense is just an overall better defense from the top down. 
and I think their offense can keep the Giants on their toes. So uh, I'll take that three and a half. I'm going to go with the Giants. Um, I've always been high on Daniel Jones. I feel like I'm the only one in the world <laughs> since he was drafted. Um, I love, you know, Saquon Waller. Um, I love um, Sterling Shepard as, as their one. And they they drafted this receiver from Tennessee, uh, Hyatt, who is a big body speed guy that, that can go and get it. Um, I like the O-line, and I think that the Giants' defense is, is good enough to keep them in the game. And so yeah. I as it being like a field goal game. And yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. I, I, I do have it as being a field goal game. I will say mm-hmm. that. It is a division game. And yeah. they're playing in New York. So like yeah. that's a fair I could have gone either way to be honest with you. But I just like the Cowboys here. Uh that'll be Sunday night game too, by the way. So sure. uh one of your Sunday night oh, yeah that, that is your Sunday night game. That's gonna be a good Sunday night game. I like that. Yeah, I think- um and we were talking about it earlier. Monday night's game is the Bills versus the Jets. Huge division game. Huge statement game for yeah. both teams, to be honest with you. Um, more for the Jets. If the Jets beat the Bills here, that says a lot. Says a lot to the league. Um, the Bills are favored by two and a half, and they are playing at the New York Jets Stadium. So that being said, uh, hmm. I'm going to go Bills, but I'm going to go ahead and say I can see I can, I can see a point where the Bills been, win by like one point, by like a mixed extra point. I think it might come down to a mixed extra point. I really do. Um, man, and some of this is just kind of me liking the Jets and wanting them to succeed. Right, uh, I think the Bills are the better team overall, though, and I, and I do have to say that they win, uh, just because they're more battle tested than the Jets are. Um, you know, uh, Josh Allen at this point is a better quarterback than Aaron Rodgers. Um, Stephon Diggs is still the better wide receiver, though. Wilson, if Wilson does it again this year, man, he'll be in that that elite tier of wide receiver. I really do believe that. Uh, the question is, is okay, well, who's next after Wilson as far as wide receivers are concerned, right? I don't know, to be honest with you. Their second receiver now is a Lazard, who I think is – Okay, so Alan Lazard, who – that's a, that's that's an Aaron Rodgers wanting him to be signed, and I don't like it. I don't like Alan Lazard. I don't think he's good. Um, I will take Gabe Davis over Alan Lazard all day, every day. I will mm-hmm. take – Dawson knocks over whoever the hell the Jets tight end is. Uh I'll take I'll take the rookie Bills tight end. Oh yeah. Over over who who's the rookie? Is it Kincaid? Yeah. So Dalton Kincaid. I'll take Dalton Kincaid over the Jets tight end. Um I just yeah. think the Bill I just think let's see, run run game. Who do who do the Jets have as, as their running back right now? They have Dalvin Cook and Hall. Okay, so I might take Dalvin over. I might take Dalvin over James Cook. That's a possibility yeah. for sure. Look, man, I, I'm not going to say Dalvin isn't declining, but as a pass catching back, as as a 
fantasy back at the very least. He's still very good last year. Um, so, I mean, James Cook kind of has to prove it. It's his second year, though. So, like, nothing against him at all. You know, um, I think he will be very good this year. I think James Cook is going to be very good this year. Um, yeah. I just think the Bills have the overall better offense and, and more cohesive defense. Because I'm going to mm-hmm. be honest with you, I think the Jets has – I think the Jets have – more talent on defense. I just don't think they brought it all together yet where it needs to be. So I will take the bills, but this is a very hard decision. I'm going to just be honest with that. Uh, well, just call me Miss New York. Cause I'm going to pick them. Oh shit. Uh, um, the jets. And I didn't, I was going to bring this up, but Simon is my friend and I don't want to like, you know, upset him. but I actually have the bills as my team that I feel is going to, Take a deep climb this year. I don't oh, have them okay. the playoffs. I think the Jets and the Dolphins are going to kind of overtake the AFC East. Um, uh-huh. I feel like the Bills have been had a weird energy. Like all that Stefan Diggs is unhappy thing, and you know the the uh, the guy that had the heart attack thing on the field, Hamlin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Damar Hamlin. Yeah, yeah, it just seems like the Bills are not a complete team. You know, like, in terms of, they have a bunch of pieces, but I don't see how that fits, and I don't like Sean McDermott in the offensive way. Like, I felt like they need to get an offensive guy head coach to kind of bring Josh Allen like at the next level um but yeah but the the bill are still super talented it's a crazy tough division and oh yeah and of course this game could go either way I just um you know when we talk about like who's the better quarterback you know Josh Allen's the more talented but Who's more dependable? I got to go with Aaron Rodgers. I know what Aaron is going to give me every night, you know? And so, that, yeah, that's why I'll go with the Jets. Okay. Well, you know, you just had to be Mr. Contrarian. <laughs> so, nah, I like it. I like that we don't agree on things. I actually do like yeah. it. So, that's fine. We'll we'll figure and, it out. We, week two, we're, we'll talk about it. But <laughs> and, Come on. Go ahead. And every game that that we disagree on was the awesome games, you know. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're yeah. they're all close games for sure. Yeah, and, and division matchups. So, like, yeah. I get it. You know, mm-hmm. uh, for sure. So, um, you know, what? I think we'll pass on on the fantasy this time around. We, we can do it again later, though. You know. Yeah. Ho- hopefully, not in like three weeks before that. You know, would be nice. Yeah. But I've been yeah. trying to get this. I've been trying to get this together for like three weeks, and Simon mm-hmm. still bailed on us early as shit. So shame, shame on you, Simon. <laughs> it's all right though. We'll get you back, buddy. But yeah, uh, yeah man, this is this is. Uh, oh, I love talking to NFL, so this is fun. I like it. Yeah. I love it a lot. Um, can't wait for week one. I guess. Yep. I guess is all. All I really need to say um, is a way If you want us to talk about. Anything NFL related, a player. If you got questions, you can always contact me, and I can contact Paul or whatever uh, on Facebook, uh, Fixies Playground, the website on Facebook. Um, 
I think we have an email, but don't worry about that email. Just just send me a message <laughs> on Facebook. Just send me a message on Facebook, and we will address your questions on a later episode. So, thank you for coming, Mr. Paul. No problem. Thanks everybody for listening. Um, and we'll call it as soon as I can get rid of this, this, uh, this thing. Hold on. Like my space bar won't go down. Oh. So, so like I can't, I can't hit. Like I can't hit the button. To to stop to stop the recording. Oh look, here we go. Okay. All right. Bye everyone. <laughs>